What is going on, Q2C? How are we doing on this Thursday night? Oh, wait a minute. It's not Thursday night. It's Tuesday night. What the hell are we doing here on a Tuesday night? You know it's got to be something special to pull me out of VR on a Tuesday, Wes. Well, um, sorry to disrupt everyone's schedule, but uh, it might be Tuesday for you, but it's Saturday for me, brother. It's his prime time. This is when I get my gaming done, uh, along with all of the uh, other bits and bobs that are part of this lifestyle, right? Oh, hell yeah, right? I mean, everybody's got to have their Saturday, whether it's your Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday or whatever day it is. Your Saturday is a great day, right? I'm loving it. I'm having a great day so far. You know, even though I feel like I've been spinning my wheels in so many different directions, <laughs> but uh, we're making uh, progress bit by bit. Such is the life of a content creator. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, how is everybody doing tonight? I just want to say hey to everybody. And I appreciate everybody stopping by on a, on a weird Tuesday night. But um, again, this is, this is Wes's pretty much, you know, night to shine. We, never, we, uh, we got virtual strangers on Wednesday, of course, which everybody make sure you guys go to. Um, so, you know, this is something that, uh, that we kind of been planning here for a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to do this one special for Wes and get him in here because, ooh, so, sorry, guys, technical error. But, uh, yeah, we've been planning for a little bit to try and get Wes in here so we can talk about some cool stuff that, uh, that we know that, uh, that Wes is in love with. But, uh, well, let me introduce you real quick, Wes, and let me just say, so to everybody who does not know, this is, uh, this is Wes, or Lethal Weasel, from uh, Virtual Strangers, and uh, he is uh, doing a podcast over at Virtual Strangers with, uh, with Roots, and uh, every once in a while with me on Wednesdays. Yeah, which is, uh, uh, yeah it's, been, it's been great having you uh, come on as uh, a part of the channel. Um, Especially, you know, with the, the the content you do contribute to the, uh, you know, the the on camera contribution, I should say, on Wednesday when we do our reviews, it's always great to have uh, another voice and a, a, a different perspective. Uh, so it's been good having you on camera, but also the things you're doing uh, behind the scenes. You and your team have been uh, invaluable. So uh, glad to have you aboard, and uh, glad glad to be here. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I love doing it, man. I love it. I love, I love the whole, you know, virtual strangers community. It's been a big part of my last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I found a, found a good spot there early on and, uh, we just kind of like gelled into it and just kind of fell into place. Right. I mean, some of these things just happen that way. They fall into place and just things work out for everybody, you know? Yeah. It seems, uh, seems like even more so, uh, day after day, it just seems like everything's coming together at the right time not only for ourselves and our communities but for vr in general everything is just kind of falling into place now oh my god it's just this time of the year is so crazy right i mean I, i'm having a tough time keeping up i mean we got to get ready for tomorrow night's show and we have two banger games to to try and play and get through enough of it to you know to have a have a good you know conversation about it and know what the hell we're talking about and give everybody our first impressions of it it's not yeah, it's both, hard to do and have a real life, right? Both time burners too, like uh, oh, yeah. both heavily. Well, I'm, I was about to say both heavily story driven, but that's not quite the case. One of them is more about the lore than the story, but they're they're both very involved games that uh, that that you can't just give a two hour impression of. You have to really put time into. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, hectic in terms of schedule for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's gonna, and you know, we're pulling like double duty this week because we're doing a Tuesday and then a Wednesday, and then you'll be, I'll be doing a Thursday, you'll be doing a Saturday and then a Sunday. So, right, and I'm streaming later tonight. On yeah, the, I was gonna ask you that. What do you? This is, this is this is this is Wes's normal night to uh, to stream, and he's been doing some great horror stuff for the month of October. So, what's on tap for tonight? Well, it's still kind of fluid at the moment because I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull off what I want to do. And what I want to do is there's a game called Visage or Visage. It's a flat uh, horror game, a popular horror game on Steam that I want to play in Vorpex. And uh, I just picked the game up today so that I could play it on the stream. I just loaded in the Vorpex profile. I haven't had a chance to test it yet. But uh, I know that others have had success with it. I'm hopeful that we're going to be playing uh, Visage tonight. Uh, but if not, uh, we'll probably do uh, Cosmo Dread or Ooh, that Last would be a good Labyrinth. One. Or I mean, I've got a lot, I've got a I got a list, bro. So uh, whatever it is, it's going to be scary and it's going to be good. Yeah, I know you got a list because you I know you got stuff definitely going for you know the whole month. So you got you you got some stuff you can tap into for pretty much anything you want to tap into, right? Yeah, and we're gonna hit the medium uh, this week as well. Oh, been, that's right. I've been plumped plugging that for a while i just haven't had a time to the time to get into it i don't want to do necessarily a, a flat game on my tuesday night stream but so, so at some point during one of the afternoons i'm going to be hitting uh i'm going to be hitting the medium it's already uh installed i already have the show page put together like it's ready to go i just got to find the uh two hour block to uh, sit down and do it how dare we play flat games it's not it's not allowed I know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and how how do we play flat games and not play uh, Village, right? Resident Evil Village. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. I've been so I watched Roots. So Roots uh, West's co-host Roots streamed it uh, flat, and uh, I I broke down and I I watched some of it, and uh, it's pretty freaking crazy, man. And because I, I don't want to, I'm like you. I don't want to play it. I know it's coming for PSVR. Um, I believe it's going to be a launch title this spring, so I don't want to play it. I have it. I went and bought it. Because uh, it was on sale, so I figured, well, hopefully it's hopefully it's something I can just use to, you know, on my machine and still play it. I don't have to buy anything special, but uh, I figured I'd yeah. buy it. And it and it works in Vorpex too. So I'm sitting right. here like, I've got Vorpex. I've got a great headset for PC. I'm, you know, right. oh and my I'm god, can you imagine? In Vorpex. I yeah. bet you that looks great with Vorpex in your G2. Yeah, according to uh, PD, it, it it works quite nicely. I'm just I'm trying to hold out, trying to be strong, because I know on PlayStation Five VR that's going to be the definitive made for VR experience, and uh, I want to wait for that. So oh yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. Hell yeah! I'm going to say a little hi to some people that are hanging out in chat. We got uh, Nick Quinn jumped in right away. Thanks, Nick. Nick's kind of producing off uh, off camera today. I appreciate it, Nick. Thank you very much. He's going to be uh, helping us out. Uh, any links that we talk about or anything like that, he'll pop up and chat for us when we hit certain topics. Um, Nick is the man. Uh, he helps us out constantly. So appreciate it, Nick. Thank you. Nick, uh, Nick working off camera. Uh, he has the proverbial face for radio. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Yeah, but we're all because, uh, we're all old, ugly guys anyway. I'm just uh, exactly. Some 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 are way older than others. Not uh, me. Not, maybe okay. maybe not quite so much as you think. Huh? <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. I, I wear my age well, but one day it's all just going to fall apart overnight. So I know, I know. 
I know. Who else we got? We got uh, Barbo. What's going on, Barbo? He's one of our moderators here in the uh, in Q2C. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming by. And uh, we got Shah Azrael. Shah sent me a, sent a picture. He posted a picture in our uh, in our Facebook group. Um, it was last week or the week before. Uh, I'm not sure where he lives, but you could see he was driving definitely on the right side of the car, uh, not on the left side of the car. But he was uh, stuck in traffic, and uh, on his phone, he took a picture. Somebody took a picture of him on his phone. He had us doing our live chat and he was sitting in traffic watching us. Uh, it must've been in the afternoon or something. So, uh, wherever you are, Shah, I appreciate you watching us uh, while you're stuck in traffic. Thanks, man. That's dangerous, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can right? you imagine like if that was the last post we ever saw from this? Dude? Oh my God. Wouldn't you feel it. terrible? Which, which is weird. Cause he missed last week. He's usually always here. And last week I didn't see his name. So I'm like, Oh no, well, not good, man. That's a bad uh, sign. Yeah. John Fallon's here. John, how you doing? John was one of our winners of our Oculus Quest 2 Maloka giveaway. So everybody give a big shout out to John Phelan. Uh, we haven't announced it yet, but congratulations, John, uh, for winning a Quest 2 headset from Maloka. Um, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. And uh, we'll have the other winner. We just haven't announced it yet because we haven't uh, gotten confirmation from the other winner yet. So we're waiting on that. Uh, yeah, congratulations. I, I meant to uh, say so on Sunday, but... Uh... You know, a lot of craziness went on, and I got, I got sidetracked. But uh, that's amazing. It's awesome, and uh, congrats, sincerely. Hell yeah! And thanks for coming, John. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, I appreciate you coming over here and uh, and saying hi, man. And we got Jason Ward here. Jason, uh, Jason is going to be a guest on Thursday, Wes. He's going to do. Uh, we're doing a review of the Mister Toss this week. On uh, and Nick's going to be doing a dropping a review in the group. And uh, he's going to come on on our Thursday show and just talk a little bit about his stuff. And then we we we're too, we got some stuff going on with him too for virtual strangers, right? Yeah, we're we're just starting to uh, scratch the surface a little bit and, and play a little bit with it uh, as we just so happen to pick it up during the busiest gaming season of the year. Uh, but I'm enjoying it so far, and um, immediately the value is apparent, right? Because there are you know, more name brand versions of the same thing. Uh, but I mean, the value here with regards to price versus the utility of the, uh, of the set, uh, it's really unmatched. So uh, you guys tune in on Thursday and, and check it out. I think that, uh, that you're going to be impressed if you're into shooter games, of course. Yeah. Or golf. Yeah. We just got some golf stuff too. So yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, the, right. the, yeah. I think I think to, to me the values in the shooters, the, the mini the mini gun stock, it's so good. We uh, we did a little pop yeah. one last week. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, trying it in some of the lesser conventional things that you wouldn't think that you could use a, a gun stock for. I mean, we were uh, talking in uh, DMs a couple of days ago about maybe using it as uh, something to stabilize. Um, dual wielding which I, I never dual wield or rarely because uh, I lose accuracy at it and he was telling me that he sometimes uses it in a uh, kind of a horizontal configuration so that you can lock in both guns on the same spot and if that's true and it's comfortable to use in that uh, in that configuration then I could see that something being something that uh, maybe allows me to start dual wielding a little bit more yeah, it was funny. I was talking to Jason the other night, and he said, uh, I'm going to buy Sweet Surrender because I want to go check it out, and I want to try it, the dual wield. And he said he, he bought, he went and bought Sweet Surrender because I told him, you know, it was an amazing game, so go buy it, number one. But he just wanted to, he wanted to try it out because it was one of his, um, one of his Discord members of his Discord for his, his page, you know, his, uh, his store. 
had mentioned that, Hey, try this. So he didn't even know about it. So he's like, all right, let me go try it. Now he's like, I found this whole new thing. And he said it worked great. So I'm curious now I'm going to go try it. You know what I want to try it in, which I'm going to stream from, for my YouTube channel is zombie land because oh, I think yeah. you can use oh. it for both, you know, both your, you know, your special weapon and your, you know, your pistol. Um, Talk you know, about a game that you, that you want to get a competitive advantage in too. I mean, that game yeah. is played competitively for, uh, you know, for cash prizes. So like right. get, getting good at that game, uh, could pay off and that's quite an advantage if it if it turns out to be true yeah hell yeah yeah so yeah definitely something we're going to take a look at this week thanks for stopping by jason man you appreciate it, it looks like he's got to pop out but hopefully you'll you'll stop back in but uh kristen porter's here great kristen how you doing it's good to see you back again and um michelle dylan's here hey michelle hey, thanks for coming by <laughs> awesome thanks she says uh congratulations to john so that's awesome it is so, awesome, yeah. man. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, people who uh, have been longtime members of the community uh, benefiting from uh, our amazing sponsors. So, uh, always cool. Yeah. Yeah. My local was great. And uh, I pretty much everybody but uh, two people have been uh, have claimed and, and gotten their $100 cash prizes um, that won the cash prizes, including your, your partner, Ruth. So, you know, a lot of people were happy this week, which I like. Yeah, and when Roots wins, uh, wins that kind of stuff, everybody benefits because it's going to mean games and things that we get to talk about on the program. So it's a oh, win yeah. for everybody. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. He was already like, who am I going to buy a game for now? Roots right. is always trying to buy a game for somebody. Love it. So, yeah. So, guys, we're, we're, here, we're here to talk some horror stuff this week. But, but uh, Wes got a new present this week that I, I, I'm like, Wes, you got to talk about it. Because I, I – you know, we're partners with, uh, with Rebuff Reality here at Quest 2 Community. And um, they were very kind, and they sent me all kinds of stuff to test out. Um, but one of the things I wanted um, was, was the VR ears. And they did a Kickstarter for them almost two years ago, right, Wes? A year and a half, something like that? God, man, it's been forever. And typically with these Kickstarters, there are tons of great VR accessories that get their start in kickstarter but i always find out about it a week too late and it's always stuff that's out of my price range but had i been an early bird backer i would have been able to afford it uh well it just so happens with the vr ears i was able to get in super early and uh and get it at that nice price point so yeah it's been a while uh but uh finally finally this past week we received uh the vr ears in the mail so you, you finally get it on a Kickstarter and you had to be like, holy shit, I finally get it on a Kickstarter and they might not even deliver. They're like two years later, Eddie. I'm like, come on. I, bought, I, I picked them up specifically uh, to use with my brand new Oculus Rift S and my Oculus Quest 1. So that, that was in that time period right after Quest 1 had launched that, uh, that I ordered them. Holy crap. And we're, we're talking about the Pro coming maybe or the Quest Plus. Quest two plus and ready, and you're yeah, ready. Yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, so yeah, so I so they had all these kickstarters that they had to fill rebuff. So you know, they were like, you know, look, we really want to, we would love to send you one, but we want to fill all our kickstarters first, which a hundred percent they should. And I completely are like, you guys definitely do that, and I'll give them a hand for doing that, for honoring, you know, make sure they honor all those people that were, you know, good enough to give them money early on before they even had a product in hand. 
Um, so yeah, I was like a hundred percent. So when Wes said he got them, I'm like, dude, can you come on and talk about these things? And Wes is like, I love, I want to talk about them because they're awesome. So yeah. So let's see them, Wes. Let's take a look at these VR ears. So, um, here they are on my Oculus Quest 2 with the, um, the uh, regular deluxe strap, the non-battery version. And as you can see, they, they do a decent job of covering up the electrical tape that is, <laughs> that is uh, on there to, uh, to fix the, uh, the broken head strap. So this is my replacement strap for the first one that broke. And, uh, and they sent me this one, and this one broke on both sides, as you can see. Uh, but it's still, I think it's more comfortable than the, uh, the Bobo VR. So uh, I wanted to keep using it. I didn't want to go through the process of replacing it again, so I just taped yeah. it up. Yeah. And uh, these wonderful VR ears cover, covers up at least half of that, so that's pretty cool. To, uh, <laughs> and I like the black look. It's, it's all right. The black on yeah. the white. It's not bad. But I, I'm, I was I was in the same boat with that. I, mine's all taped up too because I'm in the same boat. I, I love the elite. I have the elite with the battery, and I love the battery, and I love the feel of the elite. And I got mine. I'm on my second set, and mine's taped up too. Yeah, I thought about um, doing a return swap at Walmart. They sell these at Walmart now. You can just go buy one there and throw the broken one in the box and take it back. I, unless they started putting serial numbers on them, but they didn't like once upon a time. So right. Um, you know, uh, it's probably a, an easy thing you could do, and then Oculus ends up footing the bill at the end of the day, as they should anyway. Yeah, for sure. But so, what do you uh, think of the VR ears? I, I think that uh, it's a great product. It's a big upgrade um, from the onboard sound for the Oculus Quest Two. It would have been an even bigger upgrade had I, you know, gotten them during the uh, the the Rift S era. Uh, because that that strap audio on the Rift S is terrible, uh, and this is amazing. Um, in terms of clarity, um, it's better than my uh, HP Reverb G2 onboard audio, uh, which is very good in its own right. But uh, the VR ears seem to have a little bit more low end, and seem to uh, keep their clarity even when you turn them all the way up. And uh, unlike a lot of headphone solutions that people just, you know, wear on their head, these have their own, you know, lithium battery in there. So uh, you get that extra volume. You have independent controls that are easy to reach. And uh, I, I just really enjoy them. They make the, uh, the Quest 2 experience uh, better. And uh, the, um, the improvement is even more profound on, like, playstation vr which doesn't even have any kind of onboard audio uh, now they're comfortable they sound good uh, i really can't say enough good things that i mean is they've got tremendous build quality um really the only downside with me uh are, is the retail price like if i didn't get this in a kickstarter uh i don't know if i'm dropping the price to uh 150 dollars or whatever it is they want for them they're yeah. they're a little pricey they are. They're yeah. They're 150 bucks normal, 149.99. You can get them on sale. I don't know if that's American, uh, United States only sale, but they are on sale right now for 129.99. <clears throat> so if you did want to get them, you can get them for a little bit off right now. Um, but yeah, they're expensive. That's not cheap for a set of ear, a set of headphones. You know what I mean? Especially, you know. Well, I guess. See, to me, 
I like, I don't mind the Quest 2 audio. I think it's so much better than the original Quest. And uh, I, I don't even wear anything with my Quest 2. And, you know, I, I play it quite a bit. I mean, I mean I, I'm on it every day at some point. And I just don't miss it. Um, and I have, a, I ha- and I have a, an index with probably the best audio that you can get. And I, and I also have on my original Quest, I still have my Franken Quest on there. So really, if I wanted to, I could switch it over and I could put my Franken Quest on my Quest 2. Um, I just haven't felt the need to because I thought the audio was, was pretty decent with the Quest 2. But um, with a Quest 1 or a PlayStation, that's where I think it would be, the, it would be a big seller for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be clear, I'm the same way. Like, I didn't... Uh, the, the only time I would use headphones with my Quest 2 is if I'm doing a live stream or something or recording a video uh, because I don't want to get any kind of echo back in my microphone. Uh, but I was the same way. I, I generally don't like to bother with uh, the extra step of putting headphones on. That's kind of the great thing about these is you just mount them and they're just there. They don't touch your head in any way uh when you're wearing the thing and um and again that they don't really affect the comfort uh at all in a positive or negative way they're just uh it's just it feels the same maybe a little heavier uh but the sound is is so much better so yeah nick's got a couple of good questions uh in chat he asks uh first off do they only fit the elite strap and then the second question was how's the battery life well they send a um a package of rubber inserts for you to customize the clip so that you can put it on any uh, any uh, VR headset that you might own. All of the uh, modern to semi-modern headsets are supported, and I got to imagine if there's one that's that's not specifically supported, that one of these sets of clips are probably going to work on it. Um, for example, you have uh, Bobo VR, right? Obviously, they're not sending rubber clips for Bubbo VR, but I can tell you um, definitively that uh, Bobo VR works well with the Mantis headphones that were designed for PlayStation VR. So, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. I would imagine that the PSVR clips for VR ears would work pretty well with Bobo VR. Right. Uh, right. The only thing I, w- I wouldn't be, you know, confident about using them on is the uh the default jock strap head strap that comes with it uh obviously it's soft cloth you don't want to mount anything to that right but, uh i'm pretty confident you'll, you're going to be able to use it with any kind of uh you know rigid head strap that you can get yeah. or vr headset for that matter yeah and there's a million elite straps out there i mean kiwi makes an amazing elite strap that's probably probably has the biggest um padding i've ever seen have i shown you that one wes let me show you. i'm not sure Kiwi's got this right here um it's just the basic elite strap okay but it has number one it has this instead of just the plastic it's got that nice foam pad i had to buy mine extra i have one on mine too but i had to buy it from vr cover extra this one comes with it they're um they're they're pieces here they move they swivel um, up and down. So um, it takes away some of the stress of when you take your headset off. So maybe it gets rid of that cracking. And look at the thickness of that head strap. I've never seen a head strap that thick before over the top of your head. Yeah, now, awesome just, yeah, now this really never really bothers me anyway, but if it did, I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing would be what you would want to go with. 
Yeah, it doesn't take much, you know, pressure on the top of your head to, to start wearing on you over time. That's that's part of the reason why I modified my uh, Bobo VR, which I did not like at first, uh, but now that I've cut those uh, those two knobs off of the top, it's actually pretty comfortable. Wife yeah. loves it. Wife loves the Bobo VR. She thinks it's great. So, yeah, they actually have um, they have new foam pads. I don't I can't have them close to hand to show them, but they have new foam pads because I think a lot of people had the same problem you were with those little pieces that stuck off like right here. Um, so they come up with they came up with like a foam pad that's like that thick. Uh, I could say that uh, it needs it. Well, I'm not sure if that remedies it or not. I would have to try it to to know, but um, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a problem at first, but by the time you get like 30 minutes into a session, you really start to feel it. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just want to make, make sure we're uh, – Roots just messaged me. I saw it on the screen and said he's having a tough time getting in to see. He says uh, we're refreshing, and we're, he asked if we're live. So can everybody just verify in chat that we are, <laughs> are live? I, I see everybody talking, so we must be live. Yeah. But, uh, yeah um, technical issues abound. Yeah, right. Far for the course. We had a couple more people stopping in while uh, while we're, we're checking things out, but uh, uh, Todd Jackson is here. Todd's on vacation with his family. Thanks for stopping in on your vacation, Todd. How was the ocean, bro? And uh, Kevin Mars is here. Um, do you know who Kevin Mars is, Wes? That's uh, TechnoGlitch. It is. Nice, nice. See it's, see, it's different when you come over from YouTube to Facebook because you have all the YouTube names, and then you come over and you get all the – you get all the Facebook names and you get to, you know, get some real names. So it's tough to know who is who like uh, radio Runt comes over here and his name is, is James. So it's, you have to know if James is radio. Runt. So uh, but, uh, I, I clicked into the link here and I'm not sure, sure what it's supposed to look like, uh, but I don't see like a, a live stream. Uh, wait a minute. Let me see what happens when I click live video here. Should bring you to the top of the group. Um, we are pinned, uh, Roots. I don't know if you're around. If somebody could message Roots. Oh, he says he's in now. He's in chat and he's in. But, yeah, it should bring you. We're always at the top of the group anyway. You can always just uh, go to the top of the page. It'll be pinned in announcements, so you'll see the video. Uh, Arnuki Russell is here. And, uh, hey, Arnuki, how you doing? And, uh, up, and Roots Arnuki? is here. And Roots is here. What's up, my friend? Roots. What's up, Roots? We're just talking a little VR ears, bro. Uh, to, to answer Nick's other question with battery life, uh, I'm going to not answer it because I don't know. I haven't been able to uh, run it out yet. Like, I've used it uh, for hours uh, on, during, like, the second day that I had it. Um, you know, went in for a nice long song in the smoke session and played some other stuff. Uh, and we have yet to run the battery out. So I can say it's not short. It will outlive your Oculus Quest battery, uh, but I don't know beyond that. Um, exactly how long it'll last. It's 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 sufficient. We'll say that. Nice, nice. I'm looking forward to it. I I, I really am. I, I I don't know exactly what headset headset I'm putting them on yet. Um, but I'm putting them on something. Um, I, I'll I'll probably try them on my Quest just to see how it is, and then uh, I might move more to my PlayStation. We were, I was talking about oh, that with Wes need, earlier. Need, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When you go in to play Resident Evil Seven, you need to use these. Yeah. 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 It will make a difference, I assure you. And speaking of Resident Evil 7, Roots is going to be streaming Resident Evil 7, too, on the uh, Virtual Strangers channel soon. So, Yeah, we need that to is... down a schedule on that because I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
I've decided I'm going to do uh, um, I'm going to do one of my favorite all-time games that I think kind of goes along with it. I'm going to go uh, do Edge of Nowhere, and I'm going to do Lies Beneath um, nice. this month, and maybe yeah. a persistence if I have time. But we're running we're running out of October quickly, and uh, our time is not yeah, getting any there's not getting any more. So I wish, uh, I, I wish I didn't have to work, man. I'd be on every day if I didn't have to work. Oh, I would too. Um, I mean, what, what about Wilson's Heart? We, we haven't done oh, that one yet. Dude, yeah, that's so good. Amazing game, right? How is that not on the Quest? How is that not on the Quest? I don't know, man. With that cast, you could sell that game based on the cast list alone, the people that are, uh, that are, are, are doing the voice acting in that game. There's never been another VR game with that kind of star power behind it, and people don't yeah. even know about it. No, I know. It's just sitting there. And, it, and th- is that an Oculus... Uh, only game yeah it's a rift exclusive that's right why why wouldn't they move that to the quest it would be so easy i mean the game's black and white i mean i can't believe you couldn't put that in the quest right it's node-based movement i mean the yeah. quest would run that game pretty much one-to-one even though it does have some really nice looking uh graphics in it I- i'm sure at it, this day and age they would be able to put that on quest too and it'd be fairly identical I mean, there's two games right there that we just talked about that I don't know why they're not on the quest. That people would flock to them, and they don't get talked about enough. Wilson's Heart and Edge of Nowhere. Edge of Nowhere could be on the quest. It's a third person. Um, they use fog in there perfectly to make it. They cover things up with fog, and then it works so perfectly. Um, so I don't see why they couldn't do that. I'm hoping to get a PlayStation version of that one now that uh, Insomniac is uh, oh, over the there. Sony, yeah, uh, in the yeah. Sony ecosystem. Uh, I don't know if Insomniac owns the uh, the rights to it or if uh, Oculus does, but I, I know that it was said when Sony acquired Insomniac that they acquired their back catalog as well. So um, it's a possibility. I mean, what are they working on? Hopefully they're working on some VR. They could be working on Stormland too. Well, they're working on um, Spider-Man 2. Right. They're working on Wolverine. Uh, which I'm hopeful Wolverine's going to be a VR game. It makes too much that, sense for it. That looks, to. yeah, that looks like it could be a right out of the gate VR game, right? And uh, they're working on a third game that uh, no one knows exactly what it is yet. That's right. Yeah. So let me just say a couple of highs to uh, Dylan Morrison. Hey, Dylan, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. And um, and I did say hi to Nikki and uh, Stephen Levy. Stephen, how you doing? Thanks for stopping by, brother. And uh, I said, Ta and uh, Laura uh, and Terry Church. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for coming on a Tuesday, man. This is a special day. I'm super excited. I, I, I mean, you can ask Wes. I've been stoked about this ever since he said, yeah, let's do this. I've been excited about doing this. I've been wanting to get Wes on for a while. Uh, we had Roots on, you know, um, a little bit earlier, and we had such a good time. And I knew that we this was the perfect time to get Wes on to talk about, um, you know, some horror games. Because, you know, we both uh, love horror, but Wes really, really <laughs> loves horror in uh, VR. So, you know. Uh, it's going to be a fun topic tonight, which we're going to we're going to jump into here in a minute. I did just want to say we're 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 going to give away a couple games, right, Wes? I mean, we got all these awesome people hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Let's let's give them something, you know, for being here. So, um, I, yeah, yeah. So I'll let you announce it. Go ahead. Uh, so, so what do you want to do first? Um, uh, well, let me just ask this before we even get to the official giveaways of the stream. Let me ask the chat if anyone fits the following criteria. Two things. One, do you play VR on PC? And two, do you not have Amazon Prime? Who here does not have Amazon Prime 
but does play VR on their PC. If we have some shrewd people out there, they should know what you're talking about right away. Right. Because I have a key that I just uh, received from Amazon Prime that I don't need, and it's for an amazing AAA VR game. Uh, but if you've got Prime, you can get one for yourself. Right. But yeah, if you don't have Prime, I mean, this is this is it right here. Wes is going to give it. He's going to give you this triple A. I mean, triple triple A game that's freaking amazing. So it looks like uh, Techno Glitch says me, and Barebo says yes. Well, let me ask you two: um, Do either of you have a need for Star Wars Squadrons? I have an extra Star Wars Squadrons key that I do not need, and it has to be claimed within a timely manner. Uh, so it's up for grabs. Now, anyone who has Amazon Prime can go onto the Prime Gaming website right now and get their own key. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys just kind of, uh, if you don't mind, go get your own. But if you don't have Prime and you would like a copy, now is your time to speak up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um... Which is uh, quick to answer. He says, I'll take it. <laughs> He's on it. And uh, Bearbo says, I bought that game when it came out. Well, it's yours, Techno Glitch. Congratulations. You are our first winner of the uh, day. I will send it to you on Discord. It's an origin key, so you have to go into the origin client to claim it. And, uh, again, it is time, so you don't want to sit on it. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you got it. Such a freaking good game, and that's awesome of you to give it up, Wes. I mean, man, I, I don't play that game enough. I mean, I played it when it first came out. I never went into the multiplayer because I was like, all right, I just don't want to go into the multiplayer. And I played probably about halfway to three-quarters of the way through the, the campaign, and I just stopped. I never finished it because I put my HOTUS away. Um, so, yeah, I kind of I kind of lost it. So I got to get back to it. I, but I say that about, like, about yeah. a million games, but yeah. Uh, I'm the same way. I consider myself to uh, to be kind of a – a Star Wars fanboy, but for whatever reason, Vader Immortal is the only like Star Wars VR thing that I've ever completed. Like I haven't completed Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which I like so better than Vader so Immortal, good. by the way. Mm. And uh, Squad- Squadrons was amazing. It's just my schedule is so he- hectic with all of these different games. I- I'm constantly pulled in all of these directions, and uh, I never get back to stuff to finish them. Yeah, so, uh, I was I was the same way, but I pushed. I, I I finished Vader Immortal, and then I pushed super hard on um, Galaxy's Edge because I loved it so much. So I did I did finish it, but I bought the uh, the day one release of the of the, the DLC, and I haven't even touched it yet. But I I, I want to. Um, we should stick rookie, we should stick that yeah. in a backlog report and get that done. Yeah, well, I mean uh, the uh, the other one, the Tales from the Galaxy's Edge is on my list for the uh the beat it challenge so oh, yeah I mean, it's kind of it's kind of on my to-do list as it is but uh well there we go Arnuki uh says that he has an extra key for squadrons as well and dylan morrison stepping up to uh claim it so Arnuki, uh, that's commerce. awesome man hell yeah hell yeah i got so many cool people uh doing stuff like this in the chat i, I appreciate it that's awesome but uh but yeah, thanks, Harnicky, for appreciate for doing that, and thank you, Wes. And uh, guys, if uh, if you couldn't get either one of these, we have two more keys we're going to give away towards the end. Uh, after we give our top tens, um, we've got a key for Swarm, um, and Wes is donating a key for. Here it is, guys. Ready? Walking Dead, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. It fits the theme of October, and it just so happens to be 
probably the best game that you can find in VR right now uh, for Steam. I should I should clarify that this is a Steam key, so you must be a PC user to uh, to claim this prize. Nice, yeah. So with, I mean, that's I mean, if you got a PC and you don't have Walking Dead, you need to you need to win this game. And, yeah, and uh, it's not like a, it's not like an overly scary horror game. It's uh, it, it's really just as much about like the Walking Dead television show. It's just as much just as much about the people as it is about the zombies, if not more so. Yeah, absolutely. I love this game, and I I I have to get back into the aftershocks and finish it. I'm I'm a little bit ways through it, um, but uh, I have not finished it, and I have not finished it on my own. I haven't even started it on my own save, which I really want to do. Um. Yeah, I'm um, looking for the next patch. Uh, th there's been some compatibility issues regarding uh, Aftershocks and my G2. Um, and I want to play it in my G2, so I've kind of been waiting. There's a patch that's supposed to drop literally any minute now that uh, fixes the issue that I'm having. So uh, just waiting on that one, and then we'll probably do that on a Tuesday night stream as well. Nice. Nice. And uh, Jason Ward just messaged me, and he says he's got a key that he wants to give away for Electronauts. So uh, it's a Steam key also. So, yeah, if you're looking for a key for Electronauts, um, what I'm going to do is, uh, Jason, if you could just at some point put that key in chat, man. Just just put the key in the chat, and whoever gets it will get it. It's a Steam key. Whoever gets it first will grab it. Um, that'll be the easiest way to give that one away. But uh, thank you so much, man. That's awesome. Um, you're, you're awesome for doing it. Everybody is for doing these things. It's pretty cool. And uh, so yeah, towards the end, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do a swarm key, and we're gonna do a saints and sinners key. But now, we should probably get into what we think is the definitive top ten list of horror games for the Oculus Quest platform. Uh, I'm all for it, but let me just say right quick: the uh, my connection with you here is getting choppy. Okay. And uh, on the video and audio front, so. Uh, it's kind of difficult for me to make out what you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I don't know if that's on my end. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be on my end. I, I'm not 100% sure. Here, let me just make sure that I don't have garbage you're, uh, in my background. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, you're not uh, choppy or laggy in the video or anything like that. So let's I'm gonna kill some stuff here and see if it improves so yeah carlos those keys are only for pc vr yeah so if you're if you're getting a steam key uh either for the squadrons or for um the electronauts those are steam keys you have to have a computer for that uh or the saints and sinners labor but a swarm if you want to get into win swarm you do not need a pc vr uh a pc uh with a vr headset for swarm you can play that uh, standalone uh, quest. That's actually the only way I think you can play it, right? Uh, actually, you could. You, it's a cross by type. Is it cross by? Okay. On, there you uh, go. I don't. Th I just. I don't even think. I, I just don't think I've ever done it. I think I always played it standalone. Because, right. It's because it's one of those games where you kind of want to be wireless for that one. Like, yeah, you got to uh, spin in that game. And let me just say that Swarm. Uh, one of the best releases of the year on, on Oculus Quest. It's an amazing game. Uh, supposedly, uh, multiplayer in the works for it as well, which will make it even, take it to yeah. a whole new level. Um, but I love it imagine, as it stands. Can you imagine the chaos of being in there with somebody else and playing? I mean, it's already chaotic as it is. That would be awesome. 
speak, right? Especially if uh, you can kind of play off of each other with the uh, grappling. Like if you can like launch your, your, your partner and stuff like that. I mean, dude, <laughs> talk about madness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Nick says uh, Squadrons is only available for PCBR or PSVR. That's true. Yeah. Not on Quest. Uh, no, no, not yet. Maybe someday. Next Quest 3, maybe. Well, I mean, uh, the way that they're bringing uh, games over to Quest 2 right now, I mean, that, nothing would surprise me anymore. We got Medal of Honor coming to Quest soon, dude, and that's just mind-blowing to me. Six, what was it, like 60-something gigabytes or 40-something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically going to eat your – it's going to eat – if you had a 64 gig, it's going to eat the whole thing. You, you'll, you'll be able to have that and um, maybe first contact. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it or bogo maybe bogo right but uh, the point being is uh we have yet to see the full potential of the oculus quest 2 we have not yet seen everything that it's capable of so nothing really surprises me anymore i wouldn't be shocked if they brought lone echo 2 over for example yeah obviously I'm with some concessions but uh i wouldn't doubt that they're able to do it yeah, and you have to remember these developers are still learning every day about what this chip can do. And once the tether of the Quest One falls away, it will open up things for them drastically. Um, you know, I can tell you right now by talking with Dave Marsh, for the developer for Shadowgate. You know, he had a lot that he had to concede because he was, you know, they were very adamant that they wanted to be on both platforms. Um, so, you know, hopefully. I mean, I say hopefully, hopefully for us who have Quest 2s, um, you know, the, the, the Quest 1 falls away. I feel bad for the people that only have a Quest 1, but uh, such is the way, you know, electronics works nowadays. You have to keep up with, uh, with things going so fast. So, uh, Dana Diaz in the chat says, is there a big difference of Saints and Sinners on PCVR compared to Quest 2? And Barebo answered her and said, yes, there is, but I want to, I want to, elaborate a little bit it depends on what you're looking at um in terms of gameplay uh there's not much difference at all they're they're fairly uh, identical in terms of the way that it feels and the way that it plays the difference is going to come uh i mean not even so much graphically as the number of assets in the game like th there's a lot more items there's more zombies um you know, stuff like that. The, the world is a bit more populated on PC, uh, but it's a beautiful game on Oculus Quest 2. And, it, I mean, it feels the same when you play it on, on one platform, whether it be PC or PlayStation or, or Quest 2. Really, the, the only version that I would say is, is significantly different is Quest 1. Like, Quest 1 is a bit bare bones, but uh, Quest 2 is a very... Uh, faithful uh reproduction of that game and uh i don't think anyone should hesitate to pick it up if uh, they're concerned about it at all yeah i mean to the point where um recently for the aftershocks um i ended up playing because i had really never played it on the quest one or the uh, the uh the standalone quest um i basically only played it on the uh, the rift platform i had gone into the quest to look at it and see what it looked like because I, I had it you know to, to look at it but i just never played it i didn't need to um, but I recently played Aftershocks um, all the way through where I played was all the standalone, and I thought it was great. I really did. I mean, I, I know that there was, there's, there's things you're missing. There are some assets missing, and there are some, some textures and some lighting and, and things like that. But 
again, once you're in there and you're doing it, you forget those things so quickly. Um, you, I don't, and if you don't have a PC, uh, do not envy somebody who doesn't, if you have a standalone only, because with that game, that's one of the games that just doesn't matter. Once you're in there, you're going to forget quickly that it's, it's standalone only. Amazingly, that's a physics based world and the physics works perfectly identically to the PC. And that is wizardry from a development standpoint. And that's why I always rave about that game. Uh, it's what they, they're kind of the first, not, not only on uh, quest, but on PlayStation as well to kind of bring these next gen physics into, uh, into these uh, older platforms. And uh, yeah, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me. I always, say wow when i'm in that game yeah yeah i mean i, I they're, they're like you said wizards they're wizards the way they did, they did it with that game so arnuki russell said the steam the stream keeps not, uh, dropping for him um is anybody else experiencing the same thing maybe it is on my end wes um i don't know i, I just checked my internet and it seemed like everything was working properly but uh how's everybody else doing with uh with this with the stream is it okay or are we still have problems mine got better for for what it's worth yeah I did look like I had a dip at one point in my uh, in my internet, but it came back pretty quickly. So sorry about that, guys. Technical issues everywhere, everywhere. You can't you can't avoid them. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, technology, right? I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> you take the good with the bad, huh? Absolutely. It wouldn't be a stream without something going bad, something going wrong at some point. I got to have it somewhere. You got we, we, virtual strangers has to have it somewhere. We have to have it somewhere. And let's touch on virtual strangers real quick before we get into, cause I just want to talk about you a little bit, Wes. And how, how did you and roots, you know, because I, I, you guys know my story with you guys. I found you guys after you had probably been in going for like six months to eight months. And maybe it was almost even a year. Um, and what I happened with me was I, I was looking for something to listen to um, while I was driving and working. I drive a lot for work. I travel um, a lot for work and I wanted a podcast to listen to. So I basically binge listened to virtual strangers from start to finish and had to catch myself up. And when I did, by the time I entered the community to say, Hey, you know, I'm here, I felt like I knew everybody. So it was a cool thing to do, but it was really cool because I got to see very quickly the mature, the way that the podcast matured from start to finish. So tell us a little bit how you guys all came together. There was four of you at the start. And, uh, and, you know, and, and how you've evolved into what, what you guys are today. So when I first, uh, when you first came into our community, I, uh, you know, I remember you saying that, that you had binged the entire back catalog, at, which was substantial at that point, which my first reaction was, wow, that's amazing. But then very soon thereafter, I was thinking, oh God, he saw us when we were bad. Like it was not good at start at the start because we were just, Four guys, just like anybody that's in the chat right now, we were just four guys that had common interest that uh, that love VR. And the short answer is, we met in the um, the VR three six five community. For you know, Anthony has his uh, show. He he used to be on another podcast called VR Roundtable, but he had his own channel too, which was called VR Game Rankings for a while, and then it changed over to VR three six five. At the time. Uh, th there were a lot of VR podcasts, and they were all kind of the same thing. Uh, it was constant hardware speculation, uh, people talking about where the technology is going to be in five to ten years from now, 
uh, all wishful thinking, but really none of it rooted in reality where we're at right now. Uh, not much appreciation for the tech as it is today and uh, almost no talk about games. And, you know, it quickly dawned on us that, you know, we're all here for the games. I mean, we're the, the hardware is, is amazing, but the reason why we love the hardware so much is because we get to experience these games and no one was talking about the games. And uh, that was kind of the common ground that the four of us came together and decided to uh, start making content that was gaming centric. And uh, I'm happy to say that we've, uh, while, you know, hardware talk does creep in from time to time, we are still a very much so a gaming focused uh, channel. Yeah. You can have the greatest hardware in the world, hardware in the world, but if you got no games to play, what the hell is it worth? It's a paperweight. Right. That, that's the reason why I'm trying to have a measured optimism when it comes to uh, this new Valve headset, which sounds amazing. But, I mean, what was there going to be a game for it? Two games? I mean, you know, I need to see something more than just uh, an amazing headset. I need uh, I need software to enjoy on it if I'm going to, uh, you know, put down the hundreds of dollars that these things cost. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the biggest downfall with the with the Index. The Index is an amazing headset. Oh, well, there's two biggest downfalls. The, the price is number one. But for me, the reason I never jump into it, unless I'm going into Half-Life Alex, is it, it doesn't take advantage of anything that it does. You know, there's no games out there that, that are like, oh, my God, I got to go play it on my Index. I mean, the only, again, the only real reason to do it is it's a little bit, it's a little more comfortable. The audio is amazing. Okay, it does look good. But in the end, there's nothing about it that makes it like, Oh, you know, the, the knuckle controllers, I have to have it so I can crush a can in Half-Life Alex. Again, that's the only game that I'm jumping, you know, to go, like, that's what I'm going to go put my, my headset on for, I mean, my index on for. It's just so much easier to put my, um, you know, to put my Quest 2 on and, and put either put the link cable or use the AirLink and not use a cable at all or, you know, virtual desktop, you know. So, I mean, that's, it needs, to, it needs something, man. It needs, it needs some meat to it. Otherwise... It's it for me. It's almost a paperweight at this point. That's why I think I'm going to sell it and uh, help help finance some of my new uh, my new purchases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's a trade off, right? So you you have the wireless with the Quest, but you you also have a much I wouldn't say much, but a a significantly more narrow field of view with the Oculus Quest. Uh, but with that said, I mean, it's a trade off. You you go over to the Index, you're always tethered. And uh, you've got God rays that you have to deal with in glare, which and is a big, them. yeah, that's a big down for me. Like uh, I started on PlayStation VR and I came into PC with Oculus Rift and I was expecting this big night and day uh, difference. And I was shocked when I, when I finally made it over to PC to find that I preferred the visuals on PlayStation, even with the, you know, the, the downsides that come with console, base vr the headset itself the displays are better in the psvr than in the uh, original oculus rift so uh, it really when it comes down to platform um it's always a trade-off there, there's no perfect one uh which is why i always try to kind of stay uh, agnostic right like there, there's good stuff about every platform and uh, i don't begrudge anyone who uh for having a favorite that's uh, different than mine, you know? Hell yeah. More VR is more VR. I don't care how I get it. I just want to get it. So, right, uh, 
Yeah, I was going to say, so you guys quickly transitioned. You know, you weren't there too long where it was four of you, and you guys quickly transitioned, and you kind of fell into, like, the perfect, like, step with just you and Roots, right? Yeah. The, well, show, the show changed there. I, I, you could see there was a change. As soon as it happened, it seems like you guys maybe got a little flustered, like, okay, now it's just the two of us. But it was almost an immediate change. You could see it. It was like you guys locked in on exactly what you were doing, and to me, that's when the show – basically turned into you know what it is turning into today right well when you start a show with uh four very opinionated uh people you have four different visions for kind of what you want to do and everybody had their 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 favorite things about vr and our early shows kind of reflect that right we have so many different segments uh in in the early episodes that were very different you know, you know, this 30 minute segment is going to be way different than the next 30 minute segment, which is way different than the next. And we all kind of had our ideas of what we like to do, kind of had our ideas in the direction that we wanted to go in. And in your short time working with me, I'm sure you've noticed I have a lot of ideas. And, um, you know, was, with some of these guys, it was like they didn't want to do anything new. They They just wanted to talk about like back catalog three-year-old vr games which you know there's a place for that but i didn't want to do a whole channel on that uh you know there were other people who didn't like so much covering the news which is like what we do on sunday during the flagship um we all kind of had our own ideas and at the end of the day um some of us were a little more willing to compromise than others and roots and i we, we were always pretty much on the same page where those other guys they kind of wanted to, you know, my way or the highway with it. And uh, so, you know, as as time went on, um, they went on to do their own thing. And the show uh, gradually over time became more and more, uh, you know, in line with mine and Roots' vision for it as opposed to uh, those other guys. Well, it's a hell of a vision. It's, it's an amazing community. Um, and... Uh... You know, it's a great, it's three great shows. I mean, you guys started out with one show, then you went to two shows, and now you do three shows, you know, and it's, it's all of it is all great content, um, you know, and again, it's, it's such a great community. So anybody that's in, you know, in the chat tonight or watching later, um, we're getting, we're getting amazing views on these videos later. We had, um, we had over 9,000 people watch uh, our last video um, uh, last Thursday. So thank you guys so much. Um, so, you know, I always, I'm always thanking the people that come to chat, which I do love you guys, but thank you guys to the, everybody who's watching later. Cause that means a lot to us and, and thanks for and helping us out. So, um, but anybody watching later, um, there's links in the chat many, many times. A lot of people have been putting the links in. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, for virtual strangers, go to their discord, uh, go to the YouTube page, um, subscribe, hit the bell. You'll be notified when, uh, when they go live. You'll be notified when anybody goes live for live streams, like if Wes is going to live stream, she'll be notified. Any of the shows, uh, other programs, whether it be, you know, a Wednesday or a Saturday or Sunday, um, you'll be notified and uh, you can you can come and hang out with all of us cool people there because there's a lot of awesome people in that community and the Discord's great too. The Discord um, is probably one of the greatest places to hang out. There's conversations about everything in this Discord and in, in the Virtual Strangers Discord. Um, it's like its own little 
bubble of a world because um, you have so many different people, which is, which is, I love, I love different people in, in, in walks in life and that have different opinions. And, and uh, so it's nice to see them in there. So yeah, you know, congratulations on a great community, Wes. Well, thank you. And it's kind of uh, the, the thing that we're most proud of, right? Is the community that we've built, uh, you know, it might not be as big in terms of numbers as some of the other communities out there, but the engagement that we have from our people is amazing. And you're right. It's uh, it's kind of like to look at our discord server. It's kind of like a little slice of the world. There are people from all over the world there with all different views. And we're not just talking about VR on there. We're talking about life. I mean, everything, nothing is off the table in, in our discord. As long as you're respectful of everyone else, you can say whatever you want. And uh, there, there's constant debate going on there, obviously. Uh, but at the end of the day, we all have this underlying thing, this common interest, this common passion for VR. Uh, and so we all have this kind of, uh, you know, no, no matter how opposed we may get on certain things, uh, we all have this kind of underlying respect for one another for the most part. So it's an amazing community. Uh, and it's probably the best thing out of everything that we've, uh, we've built. Uh, now, with regards to the channel and the content, uh, pretty accurate to say that we have uh, evolved since the early days. Uh, and I want to say that while Roots is correct in the chat, he says that it's now what it always was meant to be, in our opinion. Um, while that's true, uh, we're continuing to evolve. We're continuing to get better. And uh, for those of you who are new to the community, you're coming in at the perfect time now. Uh, because everything up until this point has just been preparation for what's about to happen. And, uh, and you're going to know what we're uh, talking about here very soon. Uh, Virtual Strangers 2.0 is just around the corner. Uh, and I can't wait uh, to show you all what we've been working on off camera. Yeah, super exciting. And I can tell you, Wes has been, Bruce have been both kicking their asses getting this stuff ready. So, you know. And uh, Terry Church just went and said, I just subscribed. So thank you, Terry. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. You, and, uh, uh, let, let me just uh, say, I, I saw Terry in the, mm -hmm. uh, in the chat on Sunday, and I, I got sidetracked by all the PSVR talk. People know how to, how to distract me, but uh, I mm. didn't shout Terry out, I don't think. So uh, shout out to Terry right now for uh, showing up and hanging out with us. Uh, much appreciated. Hell yeah, that's awesome, Terry. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for going over there, and thanks for coming here, man. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of we're kind of meshing between uh, virtual strangers and, and Q2C, and we got a lot of the same people. And you know, it's it's two amazing communities coming together to make something special. And uh, I am super excited about uh, what we have planned and what Virtual Strangers has planned, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Big things happening. Big things happening, guys. Uh... Hang in there. You're going to love it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome, Wes. I appreciate you uh, letting us know about you. And uh, what do you think? You want to talk about some scary, scary games for October? Dude, dude, that's why I'm here, dude. Uh, look at the, well, look I mean, at the background. I love the background. The, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, the uh, Blair Witch, uh, which, which subsequently uh, available on Oculus Quest right now. And uh, an amazing game that I'm sure is going to... Uh, come up at some point during the, tonight's conversation oh yeah 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 so how do you want to do this we didn't really talk about it you want to like work our way back you give your 10 i'll give my 10 we'll give nine nine go, go all the way up to number one yeah man uh it works for me but i do want to throw a little disclaimer off the top here uh because we're, we're giving our top 
Oculus Quest horror titles. And whenever you do something like this, it's very important that you define what horror is. Uh, so really quickly off the top here, we need to make it clear that we did not include the typical zombie shooter as a horror title for this uh, specific conversation. Uh, the games that we're, we're, we're looking at here are games that are built around the scare factor. Something that the main drive of the game is to scare you and make you feel uncomfortable. And while that is an element in games like The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Death Horizon Reloaded, Arizona Sunshine, and so many others, uh, I wouldn't say that it's the core element in any of those. So uh, those we are excluding uh, from this list. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we talked about it like all week long trying to figure out what, you know, what is, you know, what, what can we, what should we include? What is this? It's not a simple, you know, easy thing because there's a lot that can be, can be included in there. And you, I think you have to break it down a little bit because, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, what is a shooter? What is, what is horror? What is adventure? A lot of games are scary. You know what I mean? Um, this doesn't mean it's a horror game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I think, I think this is the best way to go. You know, we can mention, you know, I, I wrote down some mentions, you know, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Arizona Sunshine, Red Matter. Red Matter is a game that I don't consider a horror game, but there are definitely horror elements to that game. Um, that's a spooky game, man, especially some of the voices that you hear in that place. It really gets you a little freaky. Um, yeah, and for that, sure. For, and, and both of those uh, among the very best titles on Oculus Quest. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, if you haven't played in uh, Red Matter yet, go go get it because it's a probably it's still today probably one of the best looking games on the quest. In death, um, okay. yeah, that's I mean, that. That yep. some horror stuff in that, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I, I, Jason Ward just said Doom Three. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's a that's a kind of a horror game too, really. Yeah, um, Jurassic World Aftermath, almost a you know, you know if you're, sure. if you're you know it's it's a it's it's one of those games where. You're, trying to escape and trying to be quiet and, and almost like an alien isolation, which I definitely consider that a horror game. So I'd consider that right there. So yeah, those are some just, you know, great games that, you know, that were there, but we just didn't put it in our list. So, you know, so that, yeah, that's where we are. We took those out and um, I'll give you my number 10 less. Um, right. uh, yeah. Let me give you my t- number 10. So my number 10 was five nights at Freddy's. Um, this is, I had it off my list three times. So I had it like a number because I did like 12 or 13. So I had it off my list like three different times. And um, I ended up putting it back in because there are some scares in this game that freak you out. This is not your typical, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not your typical horror game, but it's scary and it's a good game. And um, people love it. It's still one of the highest rated games on the quest store. And, uh, you know, it's it. I think it deserves to be on the top ten. Um, but yeah, I, it was a tough one. I had it in and out a couple times. Yeah, I thought about including it in my top ten uh, based on other people's opinions on it. Uh, people whose opinion I respect say that there are scary parts in this game, and uh, it remains among the more popular horror titles, uh, regardless of which VR platform you're talking about. Uh, but at the end of the day, I've never played this game. It doesn't look like something that would particularly scare me. Uh, but, I mean, not a lot does. So, uh, I like I love horror games. 
Uh, I, I want to find games that do scare me, uh, but they're they're few and far between. Um, so at the end of that, I really I couldn't put Five Nights at Freddy's on my list having not played it. So uh, I get where you're coming from, but uh, but uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure I'll get into it at some point just because so many people rave about it. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like my thing. Like I'm not a I'm not a pure jump scares type of guy. I like my jump scares to be unexpected, and uh, it seems like there's a lot of that in there. Yeah, and you you want some meat with your potatoes, right? So right. Five Nights at Freddy's is not particularly a deep, you know, thinking, you know, story mode game. It's it's a jump scare scare game. You know, I mean, that's really what it is. And Ruth says your kids love it, right? Oh, they do. My kids, uh, or my son especially. Uh, love Five Nights at Freddy's. They loved it before it was even in VR, and uh, yeah, yeah, they they love that sort of thing. With me, uh, jump scares only work when I don't know that they're coming. And from it would be from the moment I booted into that one, I would be constantly expecting jump scares. So, yeah, you yeah. know, unless, unless they're very good at distraction, which is a possibility. If they distract me with something, maybe I forget, and one of them gets me. Uh, but as of right now, I don't know, and therefore couldn't really add it in to my list. Understandable. Like I said, I had it in and out a couple times. How about you? What's your 10? Well, um, my number 10, my number 10 would be a lot higher, uh, except for the fact that we are talking about the Oculus Quest version. This is a game that I really enjoyed on PC VR, uh, but it was an older flat game to begin with, and... The graphics aren't the best on PC, so having it on a standalone version really didn't help matters in it, and that is Layers of Fear. Uh, this game comes to us from our friends at Bloober Team, and again, a very popular flat uh, game, which becomes even more so uh, scary, uh, weird. Uh, people even call this psychedelic um, in VR. So, like, VR is the only way to experience horror, in my opinion. And this is a game that benefits from it greatly. And uh, even if it isn't quite on the level of the PC version, uh, it's still a great title on Oculus Quest. Yeah. I mean, media, when you go from flat to VR, mediocre games become good. Good games become great. And great games become scare you and make you shit your pants in VR, right? Because it's just it's so different. You're in there. You're not watching it. You're in it. Yeah. And with this game, it's, it's more... F- Rather than being scary, with Layers of Fear, it's more about the, uh, it's kind of a, the the mood when you're in there. It's a very foreboding mood. Uh, it's a dark story. And some of the things that they do uh, in some of these sequences, you're not going to see anywhere else in any other game. Uh, Psychedelic is, a, is actually a pretty good descriptor of some of the stuff they do in this game. So with me... This is a horror game that just happens to be very cool. I wouldn't call it the scariest thing in the world, but it's certainly uh, it's a very cool experience and something that I, I recommend uh, that people try out uh, if you're into this sort of thing. Yeah, and so much so that that is my number nine. <laughs> is Layers of Fear. Yeah, Layers of Fear uh, uh, came out on July 9th of 2020 um, by Bloober Team, uh, Publishers uh, published by Bloober Team. Uh, for 90, and still you can get it in the store right now for 19.99. It's a great game. If you're looking for horror for Halloween for 19 or 20 bucks, you get into a really cool game. Um, you know, it's it's again, it's not the perfect one, 
but it's a really damn good one and uh, you'll have fun with it for sure. Yeah. And we should be uh, clear about these, uh, these Bluer team games. Um, they were originally developed for flat by Bluber team. Uh, they were ported into VR by Incubo, which uh, is another Polish studio that does amazing work with VR. Uh, and then published subsequently by the original developer, Bluebird Team. That's the case for Layers of Fear, and it is also the case for Blair Witch, which I'm, again, sure we're going to be mentioning at some point. It maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> What's your number nine, Wes? Um, my number nine is a game that I suspect by the end of October is going to be much higher on my list than number nine. But the fact of the matter is, I haven't played enough of Last Labyrinth to know for sure if it's going to be as good as I think that it's going to be. Um, at its heart, this is a, uh, a a mechanical puzzler, a nuts and bolts puzzle game. Uh, what makes it horror is the setting and the things that happen when you fail. Uh, so basically, uh, you're, the way Last Labyrinth works is, is you're guiding around this young female anime character and instructing her on what she needs to do to solve the puzzle. And any wrong turn means a gruesome, bloody death for this innocent, lovely young lady. And uh, it's so gory. And uh, I really love what I've played of it so far. I just, I've only played like an hour or two of it. And there's a lot of game here. This is a pretty long game. Uh, but what I've played so far is great and it's creepy as all hell. I think Roots played this game and he just killed the girl all the time just, to, just so he could see how bad he could have her die. Yeah, well, I, mean, <laughs> he just, I think he just kept putting her in bad situation after bad situation and uh, see how, you know, because she get this some, I forgot all about this game, number one. But yeah, I think I remember Roots just like seeing how badly he could, he could like get her mangled up because there's some bad deaths for her in this game. Um, imagine, yeah, uh, imagine playing Gadgeteer but the last step of your, your Rube Goldberg machine that you build uh, has a thousand knives flying out of it. That's kind of what Last Labyrinth's like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about this game. Um, I did, you know, I, uh, Wes sent me his list uh, like right before the show just so I could take a look at it. And uh, I'm like, holy crap, I forgot about Last Labyrinth. And you know what? You have to dig for it in the store. I don't know why. That's such a good game. And uh, you're right. I don't think it gets enough credit for what it is. And, um, you know, and I, like I said, I had to dig to go find it. Um, cause I wanted to just, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, Jesus, is that an app lab? And that's a side quest game. I'm like, no, it's on the store. Why is this not like shown more? Um, but yeah, it's kind of buried in there. You really have to look for it. But, um, I bet you there's a lot of people in chat who don't even know about it, but last labyrinth, I, I think you're right. I need to go back to that game. Oculus, uh, Oculus store is a weird place, man. Like th there are things that, I see when I'm logged into one account that I don't see logged into the other. I, I was mentioning to you, uh, you know, for me to compile this list, I went through the A to Z uh, Oculus Quest catalog on their store, and there was a game that's on my list that wasn't even listed in the A to Z. Like, I don't know why it's not listed in there, but this is a fairly prominent horror game, and uh, it's not even listed on the, on the store uh, in that capacity. So, I mean... Uh, it's a weird thing, far from perfect, 
Uh, so it's understandable if some some of you haven't heard of some of these games. I find it amazing with these stores how they continually fuck this stuff up. I just don't understand how they can do this. Because you know what? PlayStation's not much better. If you're trying to navigate the PlayStation store, it's a, for VR, it's a pain in the ass. And, 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 and Oculus is a huge company and with Facebook, and they, they screw it up just worse than PlayStation does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Steam, Steam's not perfect either, but I think they're the best out of the three. I mean, it's just it's impossible to find some things, and don't even get me started on App Lab. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just like it's how do you, how do they how do they do this? You know, you know what I mean? I'm like, who's in charge of this stuff that they let this stuff go? I don't know, but I know we need to uh, contact our our friends at uh, what is it? Well, never mind. I don't want to give away the, what the title is, but uh, our developer friends and. Let them know that their game isn't being uh, displayed properly on the Oculus Quest Store, so maybe they can get it lined out. Yeah, hell yeah. It's just sitting there, nobody's seeing it, for sure. Right. So, uh, But anyway, with, uh, with regards to Last Labyrinth, uh, this is another one that's on my uh, short list for October streams, so we will be hitting Last Labyrinth before uh, Halloween gets here, hopefully. That's a great one. That's a great one to do. I, I, like I said, I didn't even think about it. That deserves its due, that game. It really does, because I forgot about it, and I guarantee there's a lot of people that don't even know about it, or they did forget about it. Um, John says, uh, I'll eventually play this one. It's on Viport Infinity, which is another great place to play a lot of these games, too. It is. It is. There's lots of uh, other stuff coming to uh, Infinity in short order in, return, in terms of horror games, so uh, stay tuned for that. Dana Diaz says the crocodile on the Serengeti experience scared me to death. I don't, I've never done the Serengeti experience. I don't know what that is. That's awesome yeah. though. And Ruth says it's easier to find porn on Pornhub than it is to find a game on Oculus. It's about right. That's true. Yeah, that's about true. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, my number eight is um, this is, this is probably one of my favorites. And I, I, I almost wanted to put it higher on the list, um, but it, it's there's not a lot of game here. It's more walking experience, um, and that's going to be affected the manner. Um, but this is a scary, scary game, and um, for nine ninety nine, you can get your ass scared this month of Halloween. Um, this is a great game, but again, it's not really there's not there's no there's not a lot of gameplay here. You're basically you're walking through a mansion. Um, and you're exploring. It's a huge mansion too. It's 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 not small. I mean, you're you're gonna get lost in this place. Um, but there's just all kinds of freaky, weird stuff going on, and uh, there's jump scares, and it's just, the atmosphere is scary. And uh, this is another one I haven't played in a long time, and I would love to get back into it. You played yeah, this one, so, right, Wes? Uh, this, yeah, th this is an uh, a haunted house simulator, pretty right. much. You're in this giant haunted house that you're you're tasked with walking through and finding your way to the other side and getting out. Uh, the path branches at the very start, as soon as you walk through the front door, you have the choice to go this way or go that way, and, which gives it a little bit of replayability, uh, which is good because it needs it. The, the big oh, sure. downside with this one and the reason why it's number 11, it didn't make my top 10 on my list, is that it's short. Uh, but the quality's there. This is... Uh, this has got atmosphere for days. It's got a few good jump scares, but it's not so many that uh, that you see it coming. Um, I really enjoyed Affected the Manor. Uh, I'm glad that uh, it recently got a content update, so there's actually more content for those of you who played this before. Uh, you can go in with the, I think it's called the Darkness Update or something like that, 
and uh, and get another new experience. And the good thing is, uh, another good thing, rather, uh, I think these guys are still working on more affected games. Like, this originally was supposed to be one of three. The Manor was one of three different experiences, and I, I do believe that they're still working on those. So uh, uh, a very good title, a solid pick. Uh, really, again, the only downside with it is the length. But uh, it's better now than it used to be, so in, in yeah. that regard. Yeah, and I thought the price was right. If it was any more money, I don't think I would have. I probably would would have dropped off my list. But I think at nine ninety nine, it's like it's the perfect spot landing spot price wise for that the game with length. Because you're right, it is. It's not you know, there's not a lot lot there. But what is there is great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is uh, this is a good one to put people in as a demo for VR. If you want to give them something that uh, is a very visceral experience, it's going to stay with them. Uh, but, you know, people who might not be gamers or uh, aren't very acclimated to VR, anybody can pretty much do this. Uh, again, you're just pretty much walking through the thing. Uh, so it's really good in that regard. And even for a VR veteran, uh, again, it's very well done. So uh, I think that this is a good time for anyone who enjoys VR horror. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. How about you, Wes? What's your number eight? My number eight is a game um, that would probably be higher if it weren't for our criteria. So I, I, reached, I reached out to Eric before the show to ask him, are we ranking these on scariest or are we ranking these on just how good the, the game is overall? And he said that he wanted to do overall the best games. If we were ranking just on scare, scary factor alone, Dread Halls would be way closer to the top of my list uh but this is pretty much the og vr horror experience it's a procedurally generated uh labyrinth that you're tasked with escaping uh and as you explore the corridors you encounter various different entities uh that are you know bone chilling uh, all very different from one another and all very scary. Uh, Eric, what this game does well is it uses atmosphere and audio to build tension in the time in between your encounters with these entities. So you're already on the edge of your seat when you encounter one of them. And really, you know, that just triggers... Uh, the fear in you. You're, you're already you're already ready to pop when you run into one of these things, and when you do, it just puts your heart in your throat. Um, it's an oldie, but it's still very effective in what it does, and it's a great example for prospective developers out there uh, how to build a scary VR game. Yeah, White Door Games just knows how to do these things, man. They they build like you're you're right. They build the atmosphere up so much and so much and so much. So by the time that you do get a scare, you're already ready to jump out of your skin before anything even happens. So that's exactly how they do it. And uh, the atmosphere with these games is really cool. Um, they, just, they just know how to do it. And this is like the OG, and it still stands up to today. I mean, this game came out in PC VR. I, I don't even know how many years ago it was. It I mean, was, only... it was pre, this, this game is predates Oculus Rift CV1. This yeah. game was a demo before consumer VR was a thing. And it remains one of the most popular horror titles in VR 
even today. Yeah, I mean, you look uh, at you. You look at yeah. Look at the reviews on the Quest Store today. I mean, people are putting them up like right now. You know, what I mean, there was a. I went in earlier just to. I wanted to check the price and I wanted to check how when the release was in the Quest. And there's reviews for like now. I mean, people are because you know it's October, so people are getting into it. But people are still getting this game, and it's still great, and people are still giving it awesome reviews. And you know how you know the what you know. Well, you're going to see it in a game in a little bit that you know that uh, is like a you know kind of like a continuation of this but this is this is what this team does man they do it so well and they know they have their niche now right and they, they can do these things great yeah uh the, this game i mean the, the fact that it's still around uh all these years later and it's still popular really is that that says everything that you need to know um and, and you know you you would think even but looking at it on like a flat video you you it really doesn't uh come across how good the thing looks inside the headset like i was amazed when i tried this out i didn't think it was going to uh, be nearly as crisp and sharp with regards to the detail that it is and uh and on top of that you know i already alluded to it it's some of the best sound work in vr even today uh it's kind of masterful in terms of audio what they do here yeah, this game was like the first streamer's choice, right? This is what everybody streamed, and it just never looked good, even on flat, with when people were streaming it. So it never got to just do until you put the headset on. But when people did, they freaked them out. So so much so that this is my number seven, is Dread Halls. So we're very close on a lot of these guys, but uh, you know that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, with that said. Uh, I guess I'll move on to my number seven then, uh, which is a game that I. I've, I had a difficult time placing this game. Uh, one, because it's been a while since I played it. Uh, but two, again, it, it comes down to what's a, a, the best game versus the scariest game. I wouldn't call this the scariest game on the list. Uh, but it's a pretty fun game, and it really doesn't get the credit it deserves. Face Your Fears 2 um, is everything that Face Your Fears 1 wasn't. Uh, this is a proper horror game in the in the vein of uh you know insert your classic vr horror title it's story-based uh horror campaign uh it's two actually and that's why it's uh definitely part of my top 10 because this is basically two games in one uh each about an hour to two hour in, in, two hours in length um classic horror and halloween tropes that they uh that they uh display here and uh, it's really well done. It was one of the launch titles for Oculus Quest and a game that has largely been uh, forgotten uh, due to the, uh, you know, it's been out for a while now. Uh, but in terms of the Oculus Quest catalog, I think this one still ranks among the best in terms of fun game to play. This is a fun game to play. Yeah, yeah. I had it. I this was one of those ones I was fighting with. I had it. Uh, I had it just off at eleven uh, for me. Um, and the only reason it's not on the list is Five Nights at Freddy's bumped it. Um, and I was kind of the same thing with with you with this one uh, with Five Nights at Freddy's. I didn't play it. Um, if I had played it, um, I maybe would it would have been able to give it more uh, justice to get it on the list. But I, I didn't feel comfortable putting it on the list without me, you know, giving it enough. Um, and you know enough play time to say yeah it's it's you know definitely in the top 10 so i kind of just had to bump it off but i i read um as much as i could about it beforehand there's a ton of reviews on it people love it um it seems like it was yeah, a lot of people did not really enjoy the face your fears one 
um, that much. And this was definitely a, a huge upgrade right when it came out. So this is your this is your stereo, stereotypical VR horror game. I mean, this, this is, uh, you know, I hate to call it like generic, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like, it, it, this is what you expect when you buy a, a game in uh, a horror game on VR. And um, that's not such a bad thing, right? It checks all the boxes that you would expect it to check. Uh, maybe the story isn't as iconic as some of the uh, higher titles on the list, but in terms of the game itself, the quality of uh, of the environments, the production value, the the story, uh, it's it's all good and it's a it's a fun experience even to this day. Uh, I don't think this got a PC counterpart. I, I still think that this is a Quest exclusive, which uh, is kind of unfortunate. I, I think that. People would probably know about this a lot more had they ported it out to uh, the larger, at that time, PC community. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So my number th- my number six, we're on number six now, is Paranormal Activity. Um, this game jumped out just recently, uh, September 9th, 2021. Um, but it was on the, uh, it was on PC VR uh, quite a bit before that um, with, you know, great applause. Everybody loved this game on PC. Um, they did a decent job on the port. I really liked it. Um, they did a good job. They they just did a huge patch with it and they addressed some of the concerns that I had with it, which was um, a lot of the movement um, was a little clunky um, with the quest and they fixed it now. Um, so I was happy they did that. I went back in and checked it out just to see and it is much, much better. It's more responsive. It moves a little faster. Um, I don't know if they if they sped things up a little bit, but you can walk a little bit faster. It was a little bit slow before, and just it, didn't, it wasn't responsive with uh, with the stick movement. It just like seemed like you push it, and it would take a while for it to happen. So <clears throat> I don't know if they just had some issues, but um, you know they had to, they patched it out, and they're still working on it. So if they if they can they fix a few of those things, the base core of the game from PC is here. Um, all the great stuff about it is here. Um, this is a scary game, man. There's a, this place is creepy. Um, there's a lot of cool little puzzle things you got to find to move through. Um, this is, there's a lot here. This is, this is a full complete game guys. If you're looking for a game, that's a horror game. It is here. Um, and, uh, it's probably, it's not my number six. And I thought about almost a couple of times pushing it into top five. Um, PC version, I probably would have it definitely in the top five, but even this for this port is, was, was now it's, it, it's much better than it was. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is one of the best, um, the, the best horror games in uh, VR. It's, it's not the very high top tier, you know, that that's rarefied air, but it's just underneath it. And basically everything I've just said about face your fears too applies to this one only except for the remark about face your fears Two kind of being generic and, and, uh, and run of the mill. Uh, this excels where that one fails. Um, this has a very good, well thought out story and very deserving of the, uh, the, the IP, which whose name it bears paranormal activity. This is a very much a paranormal activity game. Uh, with high-level production values, high-level storytelling, and uh, a very creepy atmosphere, and um, dimension jumping. There's some dimension jumping in this game, which is really what uh, I love. One of the things I love most in VR horror is that type of thing, and this game does it very well. I wish it did it more, and it would probably be higher on my list if uh, if it really leaned into that aspect a little bit more. Yeah. 
And the the move, new movie launching this month too. New paranormal activity movie coming out. So yeah, I think uh, they're working on it. I think they're working on another <clears> game too. But uh, that'd be awesome. I'm not 100 percent on that one. They were smart to move it. I mean, I think it, it, it I think it did very very well um, with the with the quest launch. Um, it was a smart to move it over. You know, what I mean, it was day, a game that they definitely could move over. Um, you could t- you could just tell um, by looking at it from the PC that they were going to be able to do it. And um, I think it was a smart move, and I think definitely uh, they, they launched at a decent time in September. You gave them, gave them a chance to patch a few things out. And now if you're looking for a game for Halloween or for, uh, you know, the month of October and Halloween to play, I think this is ready to go. This is this is where it needs to be at now um, to, to say yes for 19.99. This is a game that you, that you should go play and, uh, you know, hit number six on my list. For sure, for sure. Um, I agree with everything you said there. This is a great game for 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but my number six, uh, Cosmo Dread. It, it, this is another game from the creators of Dread Halls. And uh, if we were talking about, you know, I, I stated that Dread Halls was where it was at on the list because we're uh, we're ranking these games on which one is the better game versus the scarier. This one maybe not as scary as Dread Halls is, but it's a much better game. It's much funner to play Cosmo Dread. And just because it's not as scary as Dreadhalls doesn't mean it's not scary. This is a dark game, and there is some grotesque, there are some grotesque-looking monsters in this game. Um, you know, I think Dread is a accurate descriptor of this one. You're constantly uh, looking over your shoulder uh, because, you know, for good reason. Some of the, the, the creatures in this game are... Uh, they're disturbing just to look at. Thank God they changed the name. What was it originally? It wasn't Cosmo Dread originally. It was something else. Remember? It was, uh, it was something very similar. Um, but it was like you got to keep it as Dread, right? With the go with Dread Halls, and right. they it finally changed Cosmo, it, right? Cosmo something. I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember what it was. But it was right before launch. They they changed it. Was it. Cosmophobia. Before. Cosmophobia, and then they were nervous about um, having the names be so from you know so close. Number one to phasmophobia, and they didn't want to like. So it was like right before launch, and they were like, "All right, let's put you know we did Dread Hall, so let's get make a Cosmo Dread." But it, it works, right? I mean, it's it's a cool game, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, everything you said, so I agree one, 100%. Uh, not only does it nail that uh, that foreboding atmosphere that you don't really want to take a step forward through it but you have to because that's the purpose of the game is to find your way out just like dread halls what sets this apart and makes it a better game than dread halls is this is a roguelike shooter like on top of everything that dread halls does this game also does but on top of that this is a roguelike shooter so you've got that element of finding uh finding weapons and defending yourself against these monsters uh, where, as in Dread Halls, you just run away. Uh, there's crafting in this game. There's there's collecting, you know, item collecting and crafting. Uh, a lot of the stuff you love, love. Uh, maybe it's not a roguelite. It's it's a roguelite instead of a roguelike uh, because it doesn't quite have all of that deep progression that uh, uh, your typical roguelike has. Um, but this is a very fun game. It's a bit uh, more tailored for casuals. Uh, than a, a full-fledged roguelike, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Honestly, I think it's a good thing here. It works for what they're trying to accomplish here, and it, this is uh, certainly among the uh, best uh, VR horror games on Quest. And if it were 
if it were more of a pure horror game, it would probably be even higher on my list. Uh, but, but a really solid game at number six. And uh, probably, again, another one that's on my streaming list uh, for the month. Yeah, we, we, it should be because this is a great game. Um, my number five um, is Cosmo Dread. Um, I love this game. Um, I mean, you guys all know I've been talking about this since since I you guys started listening to me. I love I love these roguelite games. So if you can take horror and you can mash it with roguelite, I am all in, dude. I love these things right now. Um, if they're done correctly, I love them um, because you can screw them up too. So there's a just enough meat here. I mean, they're just enough because it's. It is. It's it's a little bit of crafting. Every run is different, though, which I like. Um, There's some runs you get into, you just like, I'm screwed. There's no way I'm getting through this is, with this run because you can't find anything that you need, and you just know you're going to be screwed, which is great because I, I don't want everyone to be the same, and I don't want to find the same shit every time. You know, I don't mind having a run where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of screwed in this run. Um, you know, let's see if I can find some schematics to help myself out for next run. Um, so you do have progression that you can bring toward with you towards the next run that you're going to try and make it through the ship. And the sounds in this game freak me out. And they, you can hear like this. I, I can't even describe it. It sounds like shit growing. And it's like that, just that weird sound. And the monsters, when you enter a room and you know it's dark, you can't see anything, but you hear something and you know there's something in there and you know you're down to like three or four bolts on your bolt gun. And you're like, you're almost out of oxygen and you're just panicked. You're like, I, do I fight? Do I run? Where do I go? Um, this is my kind of game. Um, I love it. It was definitely going to be in my top five. Um, I definitely almost put it higher because, again, I like games. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't want to just do a walking through horror game. So I like this type of thing. And, you know, to me, it was close to being a shooter that we didn't allow in. But I think it's not. It was so little of a shooter because, again, you, it wasn't unlimited ammo. You weren't finding ammo everywhere. It was There was times where you couldn't shoot. You had to run. So I, I wouldn't call it a shooter. Um, I would call it a horror game, and I loved it. And they did, did, did such a good job, and I can't wait to see what they come This White Door Games, man, I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Yeah, they uh, everything that Dreadhalls did to, to build tension, this game does as well. Uh, but it's, this game's a bit different because you can't linger in this game. You don't want to take a step forward, but you can't linger because you're on the clock with the oxygen, uh, you know, with the environment around you. Uh, you have to move constantly. Uh, so it's a, you're constantly struggling with yourself. And the, the, the sound design so good in this that uh, you're afraid something's about to, you know, be right over your shoulder at any moment, even when you're in, in an empty room. Um, again, these guys masters at building tension uh, through audio and lighting. And, uh, you know, the, the shooter, the roguelike shooter part is just kind of the icing on the cake with, uh, with this one. And um, the reason why I put it over Dread Halls. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Same thing. Uh, number five on my list, we just talked about, uh, Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul. Um, it's one of a few titles that are in this kind of, not the very top best horror games in VR, but just underneath it. Uh, this is part of the very good, uh, group of, uh, VR horror. And, um, again, a, a very deserving and very, uh, well-received title at number five. Uh, I think it's a pretty good spot for it. 
Yeah, great game. Great game. They did a, they did a good job for it, and and yeah, and I'm I'm so stoked. If you think they're making another game, I'm 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 in. I'm in they've, day one. I'm they've in. hinted at it. They, they've yeah. hinted at it uh, a couple of times on social media. So I mean, it's smart. They're, they're still making freaking movies, so you know. And then this supposed to be like a this movie's supposed to be a bit of a reboot, I guess. To the you know they got a little crazy, I think, on the last couple movies, but uh, this one's supposed to be a little bit better. And from, from what I saw, the trailers they look it looks pretty cool. So it looks pretty intense. So looking forward to uh, to seeing what they come up with next. But uh, my number four, um, and this is a game that this is a game that can give you nightmares. This is a scary game, and if you were a fan of the original Exorcist movie, um, you will love this game because that that stuff for my age, you know, the Exorcist movie was a big part of my life growing up, and it was one of those movies that you. It freaked you out every time you watched it, but you had to watch it, right? It may you'd see it on, you're like, I gotta watch it, but you know you're gonna have nightmares about it later uh, when you were a kid. And that's and this game is the Exorcist Legion, and there is just so much to this game. Um, there's so much content here. Um, there's so many fun things to do, um, not fun things to do, so many scary things to do. Um, and uh, it was made by Fun Train, uh, 24.99. Came out in May 21st, 2019, for the on the Quest version. Um, but I believe there was a PC version before that, right? Right, Wes? Yeah, yeah. This game, I think, originally developed by Wolf and Wood, uh, mm. if I'm not mistaken, and then ported over by Fun Train. Um, Which did a great job. Yeah. They did an awesome job. Yeah, th- this is uh, th- this is a great game. Uh, I constantly, you know, m- most people will tell you that Paranormal Activities, the superior of the two. Uh, I disagree. I like the Exorcist Legion VR uh, much more. And um, you're right. If you like the movies, th- this game is uh, based in the universe of The Exorcist 3. So if any of you have seen The Exorcist 3 with George C. Scott, it's that type of game. You're a detective investigating all of this supernatural demonic activity. And uh, demonic is a very uh, fit descriptor of what takes place as you make your way through this game. Uh, it's episodic. It's originally designed to be sold in episodes, although at this late date, they, they typically sell it as a bundle. Um, but it's very high quality in terms of uh, audio visual. And the things that happen are freaky, man. They're scary. And I'm always more susceptible to these kind of supernatural slash demonic type uh, horror games. Uh, because it's easier for me to suspend disbelief with this type of stuff. Like, you know, when you're talking about giant monsters and zombies and things like that, it's a little bit harder to kind of lose yourself in a game like that because you know that could never happen. Uh, with, with with demonic possession, it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe it could happen. I mean, who knows? I mean, people claim that this is real stuff. Uh, there there are firm believers in this stuff in the world. So for that reason, it makes stuff like this way more scary for me and uh when you're investigating like churches and things with supernatural activity going on i mean some of the stuff in this game is is bone chilling and um i loved it you know i play and love vr horror games because i want games that affect me on a physical and mental level and uh, this game does that uh and by the time you get to the last chapter of it you're gonna lose your shit um when you take on the boss uh i I love uh exorcist legion vr and it's why it's also my number four 
title on my top 10 list as well. Yeah, I think it's a fitting spot. I mean, like I said, it affected me because it's it's like something, like I said, it's one of the, those movies I just grew up watching. And uh, it is right along with that. It is uh, right in that universe. And, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the scenery and some of the things you see, like the, uh, the, the, the weeping, the blood out of the eyes of like the statues and the churches. I mean, it just, um, the, there's a scene that you go into, and I don't want to give it away to anybody that hasn't played it, but you go into the church and you're opening up these um, confessionals and the things that you find in these confessionals that freak you out, man. And uh, it's just scary. It's, it's such a good game. And it's one of those games that, if you're playing, I mean, you're in VR, you're alone and you're just like, man, sometimes you just want to take the headset off. You're just like, okay, I, now I got to take a break for a minute. You know what I mean? It's one of those games where it'll get you, it'll get to you. Yeah. There's a, there's a scene in this game where you're uh, searching through a, an office. I think it's maybe one of the priest's office and uh, things start to go sideways and it's just like mind blowing. Like, uh, it's, it's very good. Scary, very scary game. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, and it would have been higher on my list. Except these next three games that we have coming up are probably some of the best games, um, whatever platform you're playing on. Um, all three of these are on multiple platforms, and um, they're just amazing. And, and my number three is one that um, I didn't get a chance to play through until recently, and I still haven't finished it. But I watched somebody who did finish it, so I have all the knowledge in the world of this. And my number three is Blair Witch. Um, this is this is a scary game for sure, but this game will bring you on an adventure of PSTD wackiness, uh, trippy. Um, I mean, if you're looking for um, a story that will warp your sense of what is real and what is not real, this is the game to do it. I mean, again, this this is a scary game. You're in the middle of the woods with nothing but a flashlight and a dog, um, but it's it's more about the mind, um, the screwing with your mind in this game, right, Wes? It's it's not. There's definitely scares here, but it's more about the uh, the experience uh, of of what's going on in the story. Defines psychological horror, right? Like this is psychological 101. Like so. This is another one from Bloober Team. Uh, again, originally developed for flat by Bloober Team, uh, ported into VR by Incubo. Um, but unlike Layers of Fear, this is a much more well-done port than Layers of Fear. They, they took this flat game and made it into a game that you would think was built for VR. There's so, there's so much more interactivity First of all, the, the environments themselves are much more well-rendered and, and beautiful, much more realistic. Uh, there, there's a lot of interactive items that you encounter as you make your way through the game. And, and not only in like peripheral stuff that you're picking up to, that tells you the story, but the, I mean, there are some items like the phone, the camera, the walkie-talkie, stuff that you're constantly using throughout and it works i mean like the phone works like a real phone you go through the menus and i mean everything works like a real phone would work uh same thing with the camera uh mm -hmm. having, having played this on multiple platforms uh i can say that they tailored the button configuration on the camera to match whatever controller it is that you're using so it's very intuitive easy to pick up uh and, and beyond all of that um it's Hollywood quality storytelling. Um, 
and really that that's the coolest part well one of the coolest parts of this game is the storytelling it tells a very interesting story your character is uh, someone who has psychological and mental issues and by the end of it uh, you experience a mental break uh, which makes the last couple of hours of this thing one of the coolest experiences i've ever had in uh, mvr so um, trippy. i love this game and uh, i'm so glad that i did finish it because the ending of it as good as everything else is the ending was just amazing yeah I, this was one of the greatest things <clears throat> this was one of the best streams i've ever seen you do you were so into this game especially towards the end and then uh and then i had to leave a little bit towards the end so Wes, what happened to the dog <laughs> well, that's up to you friend it's up to you, Ryan. This is the dog. if bullet dies i said i can't finish it if i can't finish it Oh man! I was but, say that that's a good possibility. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, the mechanic, the mechanics that they did in this game were amazing too. With the uh, with the camera again, we don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it. But you you can you can actually alter what you see or what you're finding with the camera. But you can almost rewind time, or uh, it's tough to explain exactly what it is. Well, but well, they play with time a lot in this game, even without the camera. They're they're jumping around in time a little bit, and you're your character's perception of time. So you're wondering uh, constantly if is, this is some kind of supernatural thing that's happening or is it all mental with your guy? Um, and really a lot of those questions never really get answered. So it's all kind of in the eye of the beholder, like any true good piece of art is. Um, it's, it's just a very, very good game. Um, and while it's not my number three, it is one of my top three. And, and you know, just right off the top here, my top three, they're all number one. Like, they're all three inter interchangeable. Anyone could have been one, two, or three. These last three games are in a whole different league uh, than the other games that we've talked about before on the list. Yeah, yeah these are the, like the, the cream of the crop. These three games are, are the best, and you everybody should own, the, own these games. If you, if you like horror games in any way, you should own all three of these games for sure. Uh, absolutely, which brings me to my number three, uh, which again is just my three-way tie for number one. Um, this is a new title, and not just new to VR, but new period. Uh, Wraith, The Oblivion, Afterlife. Um, this is a title that it comes to us from Fast Travel Games. It's a, it's a, it's been around for about what six months at this point, tops five or six months. Yep, and um, you know. This is kind of the title that put Fast Travel into that next tier as one of the elite VR game development studios uh, in the world. That They've done other high-quality titles before. This being their first horror title, they knocked it out of the park. Um, like Blair Witch, this is a uh, highly story-driven game. Um, and, and at first, it seems like it's just going to be something that's super creepy and foreboding a lot of dark adult subject matter and themes that they explore early on in the game but as you progress through it uh it becomes something that's a little bit more directly threatening to you as a player and something that's uh at times terrifying and this is one of the few uh titles that really raise my pulse during certain sequences uh, I just I love Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife. Yeah, me too. It's it's my number two. Um, 
Brave the Oblivion Afterlife. It's it's a great game. Um, there's a lot here. You have to give this game time. It takes a little bit to get going, but when it does, <clears throat> it gets scary, and you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die in this game. Um, and uh, is this a lot of cool stuff going on? Again, more more time, kind of like time. Not not it, it manipulates time a little bit in this game too. But it's, there's different elements that you can do for that. And you're basically trying to solve a mystery in this game. You you're dead. You die right in the beginning of the game, and you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. You come back as a you know as a spirit, and you have these things after you, and you're trying to unfold the story, and you're trying to find you know you're trying to find somebody who's close to you. I don't want to say who. I don't want to say too much because whoever hasn't played it, but we're just trying to figure things out. And there's this huge, another huge mansion that you've got to get through. And um, just everything, all the voice acting is done really well. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenes that you have to sit and listen to early on to try and catch the backstory. Cause again, you're trying to learn and, and figure out what's going on. So there's a lot of, you know, you watching scenes of other people talking and if it wasn't done well, it could be boring, but it's done well and it keeps you gripped and it keeps you going and you need that keep you going until, you know, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half in where it, then it starts to really, really pick up and then it picks up fast. And I haven't finished this game yet, Wes, but I mean, I can't wait to see what the ass end of the game looks like because the middle is freaking crazy. Yeah. The, um, this game starts at pretty much the two hour mark. Like you have yeah. to play a couple of hours to, to get going in it. Uh, but the story uh, is good enough, even in the early parts of the game, to keep you interested uh, until you get to the part where it really gets good. So the story brings you into the next phase of the game, which is kind of a detective game. You're trying to kind of a whodunit sort of uh, deal. But as, you, um, as you're exploring this vast map uh, that you're looking for clues in, uh, you quickly realize that you're not the only spirit in this place and not only is it a detective game, it then becomes a stealth game uh, because there's not really a whole lot you can do when you have one of these friggin' creatures after you. And these spirits are scary, dude. And when they're after you, um, I mean, you, you don't want to be caught. Let's just say that. They, they make you regret it if you, uh, if you let them get their hands on you. Uh, so you're constantly um, moving very gingerly, you know, carefully, and uh, trying not to get caught, and you're going to get caught, and it's it's not pleasant, uh, mm-hmm. but that's what makes it so good, right? Is is that uh, that you don't want to to get caught, even even after it happens a few times, it's still because of the audio work, it's still very jarring every time that it happens, and uh, I I just love this game, it's very very good. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, we've mentioned all these games tonight. I think all, almost all these games are on Viport Infinity, right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it just goes to show you again what a great. If you have PC, guys, Viport Infinity is. If you can, especially when you catch it on a deal, you know, usually you know, around the holidays, you can usually catch a deal. Such a freaking good deal, man! You can play every almost every game that we probably talked about tonight. Maybe not all of them, but close. You can play this game uh, right here. That's thirty bucks, man. You can play it for free on Viport Infinity. Face Your Fears Two is is an Oculus exclusive. That one's not on there. Um, Right, and uh, the the other Oculus exclusive uh, is that we're about to talk about is not on there. Right, right. Um, but besides that, uh, I don't know, man. I think these all might be on there. Like, yeah, I mean, it, there might be one that I'm missing. Like, I'm not sure. Exorcist might not be on there. 
but the rest of them, I'm pretty sure are. So. Yeah, it's just so good. I mean, think about all these games that we. I mean, we told you about all these games, and and you know, if you're listening to us at all, you're gonna want to play all these games, and you could you could play even 75 percent of them for free with your Viveport Infinity subscription. Hell yeah, man! It's such a good deal. Yeah, it's an amazing deal, and uh, I'm not sure it's still going on, but I think it's it's uh, on a, a sale right now. So like uh, eight dollars a month for the Infinity Annual, or you can paid all in one payment for like 90 bucks for a year of it uh so yeah great deal like 900 titles like 900 some titles i mean they're not all good titles but there's like 900 titles but i mean yeah like 90 bucks for a year of uh, a catalog which is like seven or eight hundred different games to choose from uh i mean games are uh, common games 30 bucks now i mean that's three mm-hmm. games you know what i mean it's nothing yeah, you can play Saints and Sinners. You can play Vertigo Remastered. You can play Phasmophobia. Moss. Yeah, Moss, Phasmophobia. I mean, those those right there. That's that's ninety bucks right there. Crazy. Yeah, it's great. It's the best deal in VR easily. Yeah, yeah, it really is. All right. Uh, so that was uh, let's see. That was that my was number two. So time for your number. My number two. two. Yeah, my number two is uh, your number three. So. <laughs> your number two is my number three. My number three is your number two. So uh, I, think we have the, that, I think that means we have the same number one, then. That means we probably have the same number one. Blair Witch, Oculus Quest Edition. Uh, amazing game. We, we went on about it at length just a moment ago. Uh, Hollywood-level storytelling. Uh, mental breaks. Surreal, living nightmare-style stuff. Uh, and unique VR interactions. Uh, a masterpiece of a horror game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, go get it. Go get it and play it, and you're going to love it for sure. Well, and that one, that one's not on Viport either. No, I'm, so, I'm surprised. I bet you might see it. You might see it. It just came out. It yeah. just came out. Like, yeah. Android just came out. So. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, Viport gets stuff all the time. So, I bet you at some point you'll see it on there. Like, uh, my Viport guy told me that they're getting ready to have a horror or a Halloween event. So, that could be part of it. Hell yeah amazing so that brings us to our number one and it's both our number one so we can kind of both talk about it which is easy to do um another amazing game um i love this game um this would make i think this would make my top maybe make my top 10 of any game forget about horror um of, of, of quest games uh, or even pcvr games maybe i don't know i'd have to think about it but it's a very 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 good game um i love it um and that would be uh, lies beneath um, twenty nine ninety nine came out in two thousand twenty one. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, twenty nine ninety nine by uh, by Drifter uh, came out in two thousand twenty, March thirty first. Um, Lies beneath, amazing game, Wes. Drifter, uh, very underrated uh, VR studio. Like they haven't done a lot of games, but both of their games, a great, amazing, among the best in VR. I think this is easily a top ten quest game. Uh, it, it's probably close to being a top 10 overall vr game all platforms considered uh and placed at the number one spot by me uh, again in, in a three-way tie between wraith and blair witch uh, mm-hmm. but this game very different than those two those two kind of similar in what they do this game uh i put it at number one because uh it's got everything it, it's it's got the scare factor and it's got the gameplay factor. 
Um, a lot of the stuff you love about zombie shooters is in this game as well, but some very unique um, horror stuff that they do as well in this game. This isn't just a zombie shooter, and that's why it got included while some of those others didn't. This at its core is a horror experience. It's designed to scare you, and some of the imagery and things that happen in, with the story in this game are uh, very unique to this game. Uh, it really is a uh, like a, a unicorn uh, in the uh, in the VR library uh, in so many different respects. Um, it's, it, this game is highly regarded and underrated at the same time. Uh, it, it's great and it's fun every time you go in. Yeah, and this is this is another game that it's not just about the shooting. It's not just about the scares. This game messes with your head, man. Is the story, the the art style, the comic book style art style is done so well in this game. Um, you're constantly looking around, going, oh, "Oh my god, look at that! Look at that! Look at that!" And then some of the, the the some of the creatures and the monsters that you would encounter later on are just mind-bendingly crazy, weird. Um, some of the mechanics are amazing from the, the, the Zippo lighter that gives you an aiming reticle and tells you which direction you're going to go. Um, cause you're, you know, you're out in the woods basically for this whole thing and you're, you know, you just get out of a car crash. So you're all, you know, you know, you don't know where you are and you're trying to figure out what's going on and you can't find your father. And there's a whole underlying story that you will unfold here that is going to blow your mind. Um, by the time you get done with it, um, it's just every everything from start to finish with this game is so is done so well, and again, that's why I think it's so good at even not just a horror game, it's just an overall top great game, um, because it, it, there's a lot to this game. You have some melee in this game. You, you know, you get axes that you can throw and knives, and you know, and it's it's you know, you you got to be careful with your ammo because there's not a ton around. You have to be you have to like weigh yourself out what you're doing and who you you know. It's not just a mindless shooter like maybe say like. Um, a drop dead is, you know, it's nothing like that. You know what I mean? So it's just, you have to be very methodical in what you do here um, and, and how you go about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, start to finish this game is amazing. They did the gameplay is perfect. The game loop is perfect. And the story is great. Yeah. Th this was uh, really the first true full fledged example of, why comics would be great in VR. Like when you start playing this, you immediately realize the potential that's there for the comic book industry to live on. Uh, it's a dying industry today, uh, not just because of its dying medium, but I mean, obviously some questionable things going on with the story stories that they're telling these days as well. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Um, VR would certainly be a shot in the arm for that industry and lies beneath from the very first moment uh, that's the first thing that crosses your mind. Then you get into the game, and uh, the storytelling is very good, but like the world that they've built here, not not just with the story, but like these creatures, uh, the the maps, everything just kind of has this feel to it. It's almost like you're in the Evil Dead or something like that. Uh, in fact, there's some sequences in this game that are very reminiscent of Evil Dead too. Um, it's frightening and you know the moment-to-moment the -moment gameplay while fun is frightening uh, largely due to some uh very well done audio again which is a, always a staple for the best vr games one of the things that sets the top tier 
VR horror games apart is great audio work and this game has it um some of the you know some of these creatures in the woods you hear them before you see them and it's just blood curdling the screams and, and, and wails that they let out um but you know on top of all of that on top of this being probably the most well-rounded of any title on this list checking off literally every box uh and crossing crossing genres while it's doing it uh then you have one of my favorite things about it, and that is, I don't know if you'd call them kind of a cinema sequence, because they're, they're playable uh, to some extent. But when you, when you come into a significant scene in the game, uh, the imagery is very striking and memorable. I can visualize it in my head right now just talking about some of the things that you see in this game, uh, which again, just... Uh, further illustrates how effective the art style and the art direction is in the game. Uh, again, uh, one of the very best games in VR period lies beneath scary yet fun, uh, a game that a, any, any casual gamer could play. Uh, and also a game that's going to scare the crap out of veteran horror buffs. Uh, I just love it. It's very good. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head too. It's, it's a highly rated underrated game almost right i mean everybody loves this game that plays it but not enough people play it and everybody more people need to play this game and uh i remember we um we hooked up with the developers early on and we're like guys we need to let's do this game and we want to get people aware of this game let's put it out into the group and i had already played it but um nick quinn hadn't played it and he's not a horror fan he has he's he gets scared pretty easily but I talked him into doing it. I said, you need to do it. And he did it. And he loved it, man. He loved this game. He loved it. The fact he loved it. The fact that if you don't want, if you don't like maybe a ton of jump scares, it's not going to be in maybe a ton of jump scares, but it's going to give you those pressure, high intensity situations that will keep you on the edge. Um, and that will, that will scare you, but not in a jump scare type of way. But he, yeah, he, he's not a horror fan and he absolutely loved this game and uh, gave a glowing review in the group. And, um, it just it, more people need to play it. Yeah, the combat is perfectly balanced in this game. Like there are enemies here that you don't want them to be able to make it close to you, and uh, the the scenes play out slowly enough that you have a fighting chance, but it's always close, right? Either you kill them right before they get to you, or they get to you, and uh, you never just wipe them out. There is quite challenging. But again, it's, it's at its heart a shooter game, so mm. you know it's hard to screw that up in VR. It's always fun, right? Yeah, and that's why one of the reasons I love this game so much is it's it gives you so you're doing something in, this, in these games. You have something. There's another element to it, um, which I love. Now, don't get me wrong; I love the other games too, where you're you know you're trying to figure things out, especially like Exorcist, where you're you said you're almost like a detective in that game. You're trying to figure clues out. You're getting you're picking up stuff that'll actually lead you along the path, which I love those too. But um, you know, I, I love the shooter games like this. And you know, again, this is probably a close one on the edge of maybe not being part of this, but I think it's, it's, it's enough of not a brainless shooter that it can still be on this list. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, it's, it's, it crosses, crosses genres, this game, and it excels at everything that it does. Like there's nothing that you can really point to and say, you know, I wish they would have done that a little bit better. Uh, they kind of knocked it out of the park in every category. I know some people are not a fan of this um, cell shaded, uh, you know, comic book style art in VR, 
uh, it's getting to the point where it's kind of overdone a little bit. Uh, but even inside that space, this is a very unique look. This doesn't look like other cell shaded games. It has its own look to it, and it works for what they're doing. Yeah, this one's not done really. Like, I mean, it, you don't see any of this comic book style of game, and you're right. It's an untapped market. I could imagine doing this in other games. It doesn't have to be a horror game. You could do it in a superhero game. Imagine a cool superhero game, um, comic book style, where you, you know you you had this style of of, uh, of interaction and, and what you're doing. I mean, there's just a lot that you could do with this, and um, I hope that they pick it up and do something maybe else, or uh, or more people would pick it up and, and do it because you're right. It's it's untapped and a market that is definitely dying, and uh, you know it'd be nice to see it uh, you know take flight in a new direction with uh, with with virtual reality. For me, with superhero games, it all depends and it all hinges on who the superhero is making out with. <laughs> like, apparently in 2021, that's a big deal, but uh, I, I just like my superheroes to beat up bad guys. I really don't care who their love interests are. I agree. I agree 100%. Quest 2 Community, that is your definitive top 10 list of horror games i don't think you could find a better list um anywhere uh i i think they uh these are well thought out by two amazingly smart people um who know what they're talking uh, about know, <laughs> i would call it a top you know I, I would call it a, a top three list like you have yeah you have uh like i, I would say like six through ten is a tie for third i yeah. would i would say four we'll, we'll say we'll say seven through ten is a tie for third. Four through six is kind of second place, and one, two, and three are all kind of like number one. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's tiers almost. You know. What I mean, it's it's a tiered system because there is definitely a break with those three games down to the other. Now the other ones are great and they're all great in their own right, but it's definitely levels, guys. You know. And if you're if you're looking to if you're a limited budget and you're looking to get some of these games, start with the top, move your way down to the bottom as you go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The, those top three are all must-own titles, in my opinion. The other ones, uh, they're going to kind of, the the you know, four through through ten or twelve, even because we had different lists. Um, four through ten are, are going to appeal to different people, kind of more than than others, depending on personal taste. One, two, and three are must-own titles. You need to have these titles uh, yeah. in your library if you can stomach it. Some people can't take scary games at all, but if you can. Uh, you need to own all three of those today. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Wes, you want to give away a couple games? Let's give away some games, bro. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So basically, what we're going to do is this. Um, because we had this both the same. Let's let's do this. Let's give. Let's do this. Let's do Swarm first. Can you tell me, guys, what was my number two on this list? The first person that tells me what my number two game was on the list, on my list, my number two. Uh, game will win a copy of Swarm. Whatever my number two game was on this top ten list, and uh, that's a good game. Swarm is great, man. I love this. is This is going to be this is going to be in the talk for game of the year for me, and especially for definitely for the quest. I love this game. I and I always I just go back to I'll go in and jump in for twenty minutes. It's like Yuki for me. I can go in and jump in for thirty minutes and just have something to play and do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people were swinging and missing left and right in the chat. Yeah. Come on, guys. Swing and a miss. No. Dylan. Dylan. No, no, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan. So he swung and a miss twice. He's only three times you're out, Dylan. 
that's right uh no i love swarm dude like it's uh you're right it's something that you can play for 20 minutes but you won't like oh yeah no you're it's stuck. hard it's hard to put it down like i always have to uh go to work or something that, that, that's what that's why i stopped playing swarm is because there's something pressing that i'm late for you know yeah yeah and nick says uh nick if you like um if you like swarm you should try rollamech Rollamech's a new uh, Nick, it's a new mech game coming out. Uh, Nick wins. Nick uh, Nick Nick got the correct answer by my chat. I see you're right. He did. He said Afterlife. Good job, Nick. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, Race the Oblivion Afterlife was my number two, guys. My number. Me and uh, West had the same uh, same number one, but our number two was different. And uh, yeah, so mine was uh, Race the Oblivion Afterlife. <laughs> Technical glitch comes in with Saints and Sinners. Close, Tech. You're close, buddy. You know, uh, everything that we said about Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife, we forgot to mention that this is based on a known IP out there in the uh, the fantasy RPG world. Like, this is yeah. this is a, a franchise that's been around for decades and now getting a VR installment, and uh, I'm quite sure that the, uh, the original IP owners are happy with the uh, end product here. Yeah, that Wraith the Oblivion, it's all over the place. I mean, they have all that, that whole universe. They have a whole bunch of, of stuff that they could do with it. So, I mean, they could go in a completely different direction. And there's even like vampire stuff that they could get into in that universe, which yeah. which we don't have enough. You said that the other day. We don't. We don't have enough of that. Um, so yeah, Vampire uh, the Masquerade, it's called. Yeah, uh, exactly. They, they got a game coming to uh, PS5 soon. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's give, uh, let's give Saints and Sinner away, Wes. All right, uh, so it's always a challenge to give away Saints and Sinners because so many people have it. It's such a great game. Yeah. Um, again, this is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners for Steam. Steam VR, this is a PC copy. So uh, I'll be interested to see just if there's anybody out there who doesn't have it yet. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Um, should, should we go with the, you know, the number one or, or should we yeah, pick one of other spots? Let's make it easy for them. All right, guys, what was uh, our unified number one Oculus Quest horror title? First person to answer wins a Steam <laughs> copy of The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Who's got the magic fingers who can type it fast enough? If I get a wrong answer here, guys, I'm going to have to start banging my head off the table because we just gave it about five seconds ago. Uh, Dana Diaz. Dana. Good job. Nick, Nick says Rec Room. It's close. <laughs> Good job, Dana. There's probably some scary stuff in Rec Room. I don't know. I don't go in there enough. Yeah, yeah, right. There probably is. I mean, Rec Room's amazing. But Dana, you just picked up um, probably my very close could be my number, my all-time favorite game. I call it. I don't call it my favorite. I call it the best because I feel like it mm. is the best in terms of uh, everything that it does. It, it does so many things that have never been done before in vr mm -hmm. and there's in, in terms of storytelling in terms of gameplay in terms of production value there's really there's not a lot you can criticize about this game um it's a unicorn in, in vr there's not there's still nothing else quite on its level in terms of all around um you know uh substance to the game and yeah. it's it's completely replayable the the only the really only criticism i have of it is i wish that 
the maps were fully explorable. I want to go in every house. I want to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to see every inch of the map. But besides that, like, uh, I have no criticism at all. Uh, it's kind of the, the perfect VR game. Yeah, I mean, and, and they just gave you more content for free. I mean, so if you already own the game, you just got, you know, another six hours of content. And plus the trials that they gave you not long ago, uh, which is like a horde mode. Um, I mean, these guys just keep giving with this game. And, you know, if, if, this, if, if we did let this game in, I can tell you it would have been at my number one for sure. It would have been live. For sure, for sure, yeah. You know? Well, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, if we kept it to pc and quest when we when you let playstation vr into this conversation even more than any other genre uh psvr horror is it's amazing easily the best it's it's it's, it's incredible did, did you see what brian was streaming tonight i, I saw I, did, I, I jumped on it right before it, we came on i had to look i had to go watch and you know the whole basis for my my stream of here they lie uh last week was let me show you all the things that they all miss and as good as Brian's stream was, and it was entertaining, sure enough, he just glosses over all of it. Like, yeah. I don't even think he really quite grasps what the game is about. Like, I hear him talking about things that don't make sense to him in the context of what he thinks the game is. And if he really understood what it was, then he would understand where that stuff all kind of fits in, uh, which makes me feel bad because he complimented me on a great stream and now i know he didn't pay any attention to what I was saying. <laughs> you know what i mean um, he was just uh, happy you were streaming a playstation game right 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 um in the uh in the chat chris labrish says half-life alex is just as good as the walking dead saints and sinners other than it doesn't have melee combat i would say that half-life alex is better in the areas that it's good at uh it's certainly more polished from a production standpoint it's one of the best looking and sounding uh games in vr um the detail is unmatched in that game there's such even the most smallest detail in every little corner of that world is so finely polished uh the gunplay is probably a little funner in in half-life alex and the action sequences are all built around gunplay uh with that said uh, the gunplay is a little bit simplistic. The game is easy on hard. You put it on hard and it's easy to beat. Uh, it's not nearly as replayable as Saints and Sinners is. The physics is better in Saints and Sinners. Um, the the exploration is better in Saints and Sinners. I mean, we could go down the line. And Saints and Sinners plays on every platform uh, where Half-Life is a PC-only game. So right. um, it's better in some ways. I wouldn't say that it's uh, better overall. And to me, that's a big deal. I mean, to be able to take this game and port it to PlayStation, to Quest, which is, I guess, what we'd say earlier, we said Wizardry, you know, to PC, and have them be so good on all those platforms, it's not easy to do. This, uh, I look at how many people screw it up. I mean, these devs screw it up when they try and launch on different platforms. So, you know, that they were able to do this was definitely amazing. And, you know, I don't think we'll ever see Half-Life Alex anywhere else besides Steam. So... Um, I'm not Chris, saying they. Uh, I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but I just don't see it happening. No, I think I think it'll be on PlayStation. You think? Uh, I think that. I'd love I it. That but, we'll, uh, we'll see that on PlayStation. That would be good because um, maybe you could see some PlayStation stuff on Steam then. Yeah, I, I think that Alex. We've seen it before with other Half-Life uh, releases in the past. It starts PC mm -hmm. exclusive, and then it becomes a a big name console title two three years later. 
That's true. They did orange box, right? They did the orange box on the PlayStation, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, John makes a good point. He says that Half-Life Alex is more replayable because of the uh, add-on maps. And that's true. uh, But, you know, that's all user-created stuff that isn't. When I say that Saints and Sinners is a better game, I'm comparing, you know, the stuff that came from the studio versus the stuff that came from the studio. Uh, If you want to take that into consideration, uh, yeah. I mean, there isn't very much that can stand up in terms of all of that quality content that's uh, attached to the Steam Workshop. I mean, that's amazing what people are making in Source 2. Um, But again, I don't really, I don't consider that Half-Life Alex. you know what I mean? Right, right. And then they're, that's going to just continue to get better too, though. I mean, they're going to have so much more content with that, and they're they're getting full fledged almost almost whole games now. I mean, you could, there's hours of you know they have some of those mods that are hours long now, and they're not just you know quick little scenes. They're that amazing. Looks crazy. Yeah, I got to do that one. The, the the John Wick one I want to do too. They have a John Wick one in there now. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. And there's a uh, like a yeah. one called Gunman Gunman Contracts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks cool too. Yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Nick says. Um, what did Nick say? Oh, Nick said. Um, any thoughts? Uh, have you guys, you know, either of you guys, played Lone Echo Two? And any thoughts? And I would say that uh, to Nick and to anybody that's here, if you would like to hear our thoughts, uh, come find us tomorrow at uh, on oh, Virtual Strangers, right. and uh, we'll tell you all about it. Yeah, uh, and and to be clear, I'll have m- uh, much more concise thoughts tomorrow than I have right now, which is like, uh, <laughs> the trailer looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 The lobby, the the, uh, uh, the opening scene, opening scene looks good. Yeah, we just uh, picked it up. Uh, that that's on the docket for tomorrow. Uh, we will have detailed impressions on that uh, during tomorrow night's virtual show. So. Uh, Virtual Strangers on YouTube, if uh, you haven't already, be sure to go over there and uh, subscribe and ring the bell. Uh, and we will be talking about that in about 24 hours time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got, uh, it's going to be a busy few days, guys. Um, we got a lot, <laughs> a lot going on. Weeks. Busy and, few uh, weeks. Yeah, exactly. And John says, uh, Wes, if you're going to call Chris John, are you going to call Eric Mark again? Did I call Chris John? <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I do that? Uh, I didn't think so. Mepper's all over. The funny thing is, is uh, yeah, Mepper understands why that's funny, right? Because <laughs> he's the source of all of my. Uh, I know, right? Always, right? You got, Me- you got Mepper on the brain. <laughs> What's uh, Terry Church uh, wants to know? What time tomorrow? So, uh, what time? We, we typically go on around twelve thirty Eastern time. Uh, that does vary from time to time, depending on uh, my friend Roots work schedule and uh you know other things that we have on our plate but it is a uh virtual show is by definition a prime time well not prime time a late night vr talk show we want to be the only or first rather we don't have to be the only we're the first vr late night talk show so uh you know along the line those people out there who watch conan o'brien and all of that stuff that comes on at 12 30 we're taking that time slot uh, so uh, we, we follow Johnny Carson. That's kind of our spot, our lot in life. And uh, we, we assume that by the time that uh, people really find out about our channel, there's going to be a, a pretty sizable audience that are up late at night with and want to watch some uh, 
some good VR content. So that's kind of the idea on Wednesday. We go earlier on Sunday, uh, Sunday for the afternoon people, uh, Wednesday for the night timers. So, and it's going to be a banger, banger tomorrow. You got two, two crazy games, uh, in uh, song of the smoke and lone echo Two. which guess where I'm going after we get off. Yeah. I'm, well, I, I would be going there, but I'm going to uh, take a short break and I'm coming back with a horror game to stream yeah. on the channel. So, yeah. Uh, so guys go, yeah, go, go check out, go back to virtual strangers in a little while and check, you know, and check what Wes's stream out. That's going to be, I guarantee whatever he picks is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. I'll be going live within uh, 90 minutes to two hours. Um, and, uh, you know, if we can get Vorpex up and running good, we'll do that, uh, visage if not we'll do that next week uh but i might as well spill my list i've got a list i want to get to before the end of uh october um i want to hit visage i want to hit the medium i want to do um last labyrinth cosmo dread wraith afterlife um and uh, i want to do dreams mm. and i want to do uh half-life alex uh community maps like the horror themed ones yeah uh i think that's i think that's everything there might be one i'm missing but th that's my my hit list hopefully i'll get a hit all that before halloween gets here better drink lots of coffee man well a lot, a lot of that's <laughs> lots of red bulls yeah yeah a lot of that's going to be daytime stuff it's not all you know we, we do late nights on tuesdays but uh the rest of that hopefully going to come during the week in the afternoon at some point so yeah but uh, those are the games. Those are the titles I'm planning on hitting. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to them all. Yeah, for sure. And Guys. and and oh. the three of us are going to do uh, survive, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I I tell you what. I got into a like a just the the uh, the tutorial. It looks really good, man. I am I was impressed. I only played probably like, I don't know maybe 20 minutes of it, but from what I got through, looks pretty damn creepy and uh, looks pretty good. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Ready to go anytime too. Any any day that Roots is going to be home early enough to play before I go to work. Yep. Just let, just let me know, man. Just say yeah. it, and uh, and we'll be ready for it. So. Yeah. The only, the only day I can is Saturday. I have a wedding to go to Saturday, but other than that, I am down. Um, it, it's 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 going to be a good game. I think. I'm, I'm hoping from what I, from what little bit that I saw, it looked really good. Yeah, and everything's ready. Like it's all installed now. I can be ready to pull the trigger on that with ten minutes notice. Like we could have the stream up and everything ready to go on short notice now. So, hell yeah, Wes, this was a ball, man. I appreciate you staying this whole time. I know, uh, I know you got things to do and get going with your other stuff. So I appreciate it. Um, this was a lot of fun, man. I wish uh, we should do it again with uh, you know come up in the future with something else. Anytime, man. Anytime. It's long overdue, and uh, I had a blast as well. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime. It was awesome. And so uh, whoever won the keys, I think it was Dana Diaz um, and uh, I think Nick, but Nick was going to give it to somebody else. Um, but uh, just just PM me. Uh, I'll get with Wes and get the, the, the Saints and Sinners key, and you guys can PM me, and we'll get your keys to you. And congratulations uh, for winning great games. And um, come see uh, come see us tomorrow night uh, at uh, for uh, the virtual show. And uh, Thursday, we'll be back uh, with our normal uh, Thursday Night Live. And uh, who the hell knows what we're going to talk about? I'll figure something out. I'll be exhausted games by that. And we'll... Games and games and games and games, son. It don't stop. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. It, it's, by the time January hits, I don't even know. We're going to need like, we're gonna need to shut down for like a month on, on everything. 
we typically do for about two or three weeks in December. So, well, we do. I don't know what that means for you, but we do. So. <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know what I do with myself. I'm going to keep it going. Anyway, guys, take it easy. Have a great night. Go check Wes out in a little bit, guys. Bye Thanks. now. Thanks. See you later, guys. Bye.